everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Mina. And I'm Tom. And today we are back on the main series of Frontier, episodes 13 and 14. <sighs> Frontier sure was good last week, wasn't it? I can we talk about that again? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my abject despair for another week because I didn't think this week was ter- too bad. It but, wasn't uh, terrible, but, yeah, but it, it wasn't was, Island of Lost Digimon. Which it, I it never was thought like, I would say. It was a steady return to Earth. Um and and yeah, I don't same, know. Be, same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Yes. Same uh, as it ever watch, was. Watching the days go by. Water flowing underground. Literally, literally yes, water yeah. flowing underground. Here we go. And it actually happened this episode. Or that actually happened. So, yeah, fantastic. Thank you, uh, the ghost of David Byrne, for blessing this podcast. Um, is he dead? Did David Byrne die? No, no, he's alive. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he has a he has an ethereal uh, quality to him. So you know. <laughs> that is true. He does. He does look like a phantom. <laughs> he has. He has a spectral spectral nature. Um, but yeah, <laughs> spectral. That's, that's the best way to describe him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we have some um, big some big news this week. Yeah, we do. We, we finally have a release date for Xenoblade Chronicles Three, July 29th. Wait, what's I mean, that? I, I, we got a I, we got a different release date. Wait, really? Actually, I'm just getting an update from our producer. Digimon Survive, July 29th worldwide. July 28th in Japan. Uh, I can't believe it's happening. I feel so bad. It's gonna get destroyed. It's. Uh, okay, talk. I mean, ever since you said that I, that Bandai Namco has a, a minority stake in Monolith Soft, they are going to make more money from Xenoblade Three than they are from Digimon Survive. I just know I'm it, sure, and that depresses not, me so I, much. I'm not sure the financials flow quite like that, but um, but yeah, sure, why not? Um, I don't know. I mean, look, the way I think about it is because since then, since we. I think since we last spoke about this, they also came out and said Splatoon 3 is out in September. And it's become very apparent that, like, those games swapped release dates. Like, there, there was very clearly a case where Splatoon was going to come out in July. Xenoblade Wait, was, was it? So Xenoblade was originally, um, or Xenoblade, whatever, uh, was originally intended to release in September. Like, the, the, right, the, I remember the, that. The original reveal literally just said September without a firm date. And now mm. they come up with a firm date, and it's in July, which... Is unheard of, but hey, Monolith mean, works. Meanwhile, well, I guess. Splatoon was announced for a summer release date, and technically, it still is launching in the summer. But like one of the yeah. last possible ten days you could launch in the summer. Yeah, no one so, really considers September to be summer. So yeah, um, so it feels it feels yeah, it feels very obvious that, that Splatoon's summer release date got switched to September, and Xenoblade 3's September release date got switched to the summer. So I am absolutely uh, uh, flummoxed at seeing a video game. In this day and age, have its release date pushed up basically two months. Yeah, especially like an open world RPG or whatever. That's that's kind of crazy. But here's the thing: the alternative here would be, or like the original plan was that Digimon Survive would be releasing on the same day as Splatoon Three. Like I, I that yes, would different be even gen- worse. Di- different genres and all that. And you know, there's an argument to be made that hey, maybe people who don't want shooters, you know, whatever. Look, Splatoon Three is probably going to be the biggest game release in Japan, both this year and last year and the year and you the think? next year. Like, it's enormous. So, this way, at least, Digi- at least Digimon gets some slightly less fierce competition, albeit one that is very much in the same, you know, uh, wheelhouse as what 
it is. Yeah, it's an RPG. That's fair. I think, I think that's yeah. I think that's what I'm most worried about is that there's a definitely a lot of crossover between the audiences of of Xenoblade and Digimon Survive. Like in terms of this is a semi niche RPG property. Yes. Um, at least Digimon know. has at least Digimon has the benefit of not you know it's not on it's not a Switch exclusive. You know it's it's yeah. on everything. Yeah. Literally. Oh, well, if it was Switch so. exclusive, th- this game would have be would have been dead like ages ago. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean I don't know about that. I mean, like the Namco seems to do okay on Switch, but like, yeah, this this is something that's coming to even Xbox, I think, right? So like they, I don't know, maybe they'll do like a Game Pass deal or whatever. Look, this was never. Maybe they have intentions for this to be the launch of like a franchise or something, but you know, they'll all, there's going to be more Digimon games in the future. You know, come hell or high water. So this isn't going to be. We the can setback, only hope. Yeah, yeah if anything. It might just be a case of like riding the wave of being positioned close to a high profile release. That can sometimes happen. So, yeah. Um, I think, I, uh, yeah. Tom, I'm really curious. Do you know how well like Splatoon 2 did in Japan? Like, because I didn't, I guess I didn't realize. Like, I know, like, obviously Splatoon is like a big standout, like, new IP, but I just. I guess I never thought of it as being like a big, like, hitter. So, I don't have, I don't, I don't have actual numbers in front of me, and I'm not going to dig them out just because. My laptop and such shit, <laughs> but um, um, I'm I can say that like I think I think in Japan, Splatoon One was like the best selling Wii U game. Um, and I mean, is that really tough? I mean, it has Mario Kart to compare against, so yeah, if that's if that's and, yeah. and Smash Bros. And, and Smash Bros. Yeah, but more the 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 behemoth that even Mario Kart Eight Vanilla was is is yeah. So there's that, but also like it's just bizarre that it was a new IP that managed to do it and it wasn't something as like, you know, clinical as Wii Sports or whatever. Uh, like Right. It's Splatoon Two has done extremely well. Uh, I think that might be over the twenty million mark, but like the point is is that go look at the likes on the release date tweet uh from the Japanese Splatoon account. Because last time I checked okay. it was like a quarter of a million. So yeah. Yeah, it it's impossible to overstate how immensely popular the series is in japan like within um days of splatoon 2 launching it already had like one of the healthiest online ecosystems in like the switch's history like still yeah like, i don't think that any game has topped those numbers yet um and like still these days you can still go on uh splatoon 2 and find a game like find a match fully stocked you know both sides full teams within you know like Five seconds, basically. Like it, it is still extremely, you know, healthy and well uh, maintained. The the online experience. Just to bring it back to Digimon, um, I I, I will say that I'm I'm happy that Survive is getting a a worldwide simultaneous release. Yeah, it's that's actually surprising and impressive. Like when I saw like oh yeah. like the Jap- like the Japanese release date like leaked like the day before we got the announcement. And I was like, okay, like, I wonder how long it's going to be that we have to wait. Because it's like, you know, yeah. like, we are in that era of, like, getting more simultaneous release dates. But, like, this is such a small game that has been, like, through such a troubled development. I figured, like, okay, like, it has to be a few months, right? Like, it has to be, like, a, at least a month or two. But to to know we're getting it the next day is, I, I'm I'm very happy about that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm wondering if maybe they're, they're just trying to get this out the door. Um, probably. In all regions, just to, like, I think they're they're probably counting on the fact that this game is, you know, not going to be a, a sales, uh, you know, dynamo in any region. So they're kind of hoping that if they release it everywhere at once, it'll recoup some of the 
perhaps um did you probable, survive everywhere you know. all at once <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go yeah uh, i i think it's i don't know this seems like this is such a weird thing to say because like especially coming from like hey it's the same thing we come back to time and time again where like the whole thing of like despite being what a franchise born of like essentially glorified toy commercials it there's a some there's a distinct streak of quality that runs through a lot of what ends up being produced out of the digimon franchise uh very yeah. not, not that yeah. much of it ends up having that stink of like oh this is here just to sell the merch or whatever or be the merch even uh, uh and survive has a similar uh, has similar airs about it i would say uh just from what i've seen of it so far but it comes down to the writing yeah. people aren't going to know if this is good or not until they spend ex- extended time with it and like you know it com- it's going to come down to the writing because at the end of the day this this is like a mostly a vn <laughs> so yeah um yeah but isn't, I'm, there, I, I, isn't one of the past named like wrath or something or like godlessness or something because i'm excited for that uh one of the roots sorry yeah one one of the roots sorry i feel like they, they named like the root morality harmony and rage that's it interesting rage is a very good name for uh, a story branch root i feel like it sure is yeah yeah i mean if we're gonna talk about like <laughs> this episode i feel like uh I don't know. I feel like I feel like rage is mainly the defining quality of the frontier, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Even though this one of these episodes is ostensibly about harmony, but uh, for a fraction of a second, and then yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to survive, and and I uh, the, the, one key detail I do want to point out. Um, I don't know if this is just a Japan thing or or not, but uh, if the, if you pre-order the game, you get Gilmon in your team. <laughs> so that's right. You know. <laughs> God damn it. I'm surprised uh, that they I mean like I know like Agumon's already in the cast but like not Gabumon like I feel not to say that Gilmon isn't a popular Digimon I love that guy but I yeah. feel like if you wanted to like you know get like a very like hype mon like in your it's like a pre-order bonus I feel like there are better options no offense well, to Gilmon I don't know so- I think I think the reason they chose Gilmon is for that exact reason because they knew people would get really upset if any like other that's extremely true. mainstream Digimon was locked behind a pre-order bonus. Yeah, that is. And Gilmon is also like similarish to Agumon in a way that it's kind of like okay, yeah. I mean, like Terriamon, I think is in the game in the game as is. So um, I think it's Lotmon. I want to say, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I think Lotmon is like with one of the, he's like one of the Digimon who's like partnered up with one of the main cast. But I feel yeah. like Terriamon might just be available anyway. Look, where Lotmon goes, Terriamon is sure to follow and vice versa yeah it's, it's a palette swap it's really really like they'd be silly not to no one has two extra horns yeah okay so it is <laughs> lopmon as one of the as one of the the buddies yes yeah we're gonna need to learn those character names <laughs> we are i honestly it's too early to say because that's still t- yeah. uh, a few months off but i'm thinking uh maybe like a like a spoiler cast or something once we finish, oh, I mean that. Yeah. Would, that would be a while off of release, considering there's three routes that apparently take like twenty hours each. But yeah, I, would like to I, do I, I feel like an ongoing um, check-in as well on our on our on our progress with that game or whatever. But yeah, that that would be nice. But yeah, I think I think spending some extended time with it to go into de- detail on our thoughts and that would be probably probably solid. Um, we might yeah. we might have to, we might have to make a pledge to like. Um, I was going to say go down the same routes at once, but that might be based on like choices you'll make at the moment, so that might be tricky. Anyway, we'll, we'll, are we'll... you going to betray or ally in the Ambidex game with Agumon? 
Press right trigger to punch puppet mon in that, the face. Does that? Does everyone here played Zero Escape? <laughs> is that reference lost on anyone? Uh, I, I not mean, all. Of I them. talked recently about how I was playing them for the third time. So I've only played nine nine nine. That's right. So yeah. Okay. Well, Tom, you're uh, you're fired until you play <laughs> zero, uh, Virtue's Last Reward. I, I have to say zero time dilemma, but I'm like that's that's a, that might be a little mean depending on how you think about it. We were talking about 3ds games before um, on the. Um, or like eShop stuff before we started recording and, and like yeah VLR is another one where I picked it up and like haven't didn't get around to it because I realised I, it was just very cheap and I thought oh I should get this and then I ended up getting I, I got like an import copy of 999 because I don't think it came out in Europe um, and uh, it has now obviously through the re-releases but um, I played that and then I think I never got around to playing VLR for some reason I don't know too much of a good thing or whatever um, anyway yeah, so Digimon survive. It's a, it survived. Bitch, there we go. Bitch, it lived. It's alive. Yeah. It Digimon survived. Yes. Should we talk about Digimon episode thirteen? Digi- Digimon surviving these episodes. Should we see if we Digimon survive? <laughs> yeah, Digimon surviving these episodes. Digimon surviving Frontier. Uh, we're not there yet, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we have not yet Digimon survived Frontier. No, we still got like forty episodes or something. One of one of us could could end up dead. Okay, let's no. All right, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> too morbid. I don't like morbid. that. Uh, let's talk about episode thirteen. Something's going to happen here, and if it does, so what? <laughs> okay. Episode thirteen. Take it away, Sloan. I will take that away. Sorry, I was getting a little a little quick drinky oh, drink. Wet my go. whistle. No, it's okay. Episode 13. Better an egg than an eggshell. Or in the sub, Seraphimon Awakens. Secret of the Ten Warriors. I, can I just say before we start, I have no idea what kind of pun or reference the title is supposed to make. I did so much extensive research trying to figure out what, like, what that's... Whether that's a quote from something or if it's like an idiom, I have, I came up nothing. I could. I think it's I thing... think it's just the fact that it's better that redacted character becomes an egg than an egg than not. I I know, but usually like almost every episode in in this franchise has a pun name, and this one like it seems like it does. Like it seems like you know we're pulling a a million points of light here. <laughs> But oh jeez, don't remind um, me of that. That you really did ruin that last episode title for yeah. all of us. I will. I <laughs> Listen, will I never doing, forgive you. I was doing my due diligence. Maybe it's like a Steve Bloom original or something. Like we yeah. can just yeah leave leave it at that and let's uh, yeah. So this was written in the dub by Seth Walter and Mina. Do you happen to have like all the the sub writers and directors, all that? I do happen. So. It was written by Reiko Yoshida and directed by Hiroyuki Kakudo. Okay, so this episode starts off with the Digidestined. They're finally arriving at the Forest Terminal, which is, as we learned last week, isn't the Forest Kingdom. It's, it's they're two different areas. They're two different places. And they see nothing. It's all kind of like foggy and like a, a thick forest, little spooky vibes. And we see a little restaurant with a Daramon in it. And Daramon is the little... Peacock with the crown and like the big bush tail that we saw in Adventure as one of Puppetmon's buddies who didn't like Puppetmon. 
And so they go, because he offers, a, he, first meal is free for everyone, and they accept, except it tastes awful. Even though it looks pretty good, honestly. It's like a, like a ramen broth and some noodles and a, and a fried egg. Is, that looks pretty tasty to me last sorry, night. Sorry, just thinking of fucking, like, imagining that as like a Mr. Be- Mr. Beast video. is like, would you eat this for... <laughs> oh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> just, just a... I mean, when we learn what the recipe is later on, then it becomes apparent why. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's so disgusting. So the Digidestined, the Chuckleheads, end up continuing, and they're climbing up trees that are like branching off into paths, and like each one sort of has their detectors react to like the path ahead of them. Like Tommy has, like, there's a part where there's two bran- literal branches in the path because they're on trees. And one's like to the left, one's boo. to the right, and Tommy's like, "Oh, this w- did you just boo me? <laughs> I could have booed." The I show. mean, I deserve it, but <laughs> Tommy's detector is like, "Oh, hey, go to this right path," and they they go through, and then they're like, "Oh, but it's nothing," and then like Koji's like shines a light and it opens the the the, the branches. It's it's some very cool like strange geography in this episode, and so they end up finding this giant crystal palace. And they're just like, what's going on? Like, where are we? Because honestly, like, it's it's a lot. And so Zoe's detector helps let them in. And when they come in, they have yet another palette swap, this time in Sorcermon. And he he thinks that they are, they, these kids are evil, that they are siding with Trudemon. Right. But then it becomes apparent. These kids are evil. <laughs> these kids are, yes. These kids are evil. Just not for the reason Sorcermon <laughs> yeah. thinks. And they say like, oh, but like we actually don't, we don't like Gigasmon. We don't like, you know, all of them. And so situation comes to a re-understanding and Sorcermon leads them through this giant crystalline palace, through the Duke's archives and <laughs> talks to them like, hey, like this is what's going on. Like we've lost a bunch of the digital world because of Cherubimon. Uh, there used to be the war because Cherubimon, like Lusamon and then Cherubimon became evil and... Very, very There's, cleanly skipping over why he became evil, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's 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 all propaganda, honestly. <laughs> there is a, a flashback where it looks like all the human Digimon have guns. I was very surprised by that. And so eventually they reach a, a big, like, antechamber with a big crystal up by the ceiling with Seraphimon laying there. And they all point their detectors at it. And they release him, and he he slides down. And he's like, "Oh, like who who are you, kids?" And the kids like are incredibly sassy to essentially God, one of the gods, and like tell us like why are we here? Like what's going on? And so that's when he tells them about like all the like the legend Ophanimon, and like Ophanimon is now gone because I don't remember if they say why. And basically, Ophanimon locked Seraphimon into the crystal to protect him as like a you know because. He's one of the three celestial Digimon, so if things go bad, then they're going to need him to do something. And meanwhile, this yeah, whole time... They, oh, sorry, go ahead. They never say in the in the dub um, what happened to her. In the sub, they just say that she's she's disappeared, she disappeared and that she's hiding somewhere. Come on, Ophanimon, you can't, you can't just peace out. Anyways, so this whole time, we have four of the, the nega-chuckleheads, as I'll call them. They're the, the anti-chuckleheads. The unlike Sonic, I don't chuckleheads. <laughs> of Randomon, Mercurymon, Arbormon, and Grumblemon. They're they're sort of following the tracks, and we learn in a very important plot twist that the disgusting food that looked delicious, it was boiled with dirty sock water. So 
Would you eat that for a million dollars? Because I don't think I would. You fucking donkey. Sorry. Yeah. Um. What are you, Daramon? I'm an I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot onigiri. <laughs> and so basically, the the evil legendary warriors end up fought, finding them soon enough. They they bust into the Crystal Palace, and everyone except Zoe, of course, spirit evolve. But they're of course they're outmatched. We see how cool like Randomon, Arbormon, and Mercurymon are. Randomon just has like rain that just makes you feel bad. Mercurymon <laughs> just has like instant teleports and like instant reflects that do like quadruple damage. Arbormon rain that makes you old. Rain that makes you old. Yes. Wait, it's it, rain that makes you old. Is, is Mercurymon just fucking Urian from Street Fighter? Like, is that is that his? Yeah, he's got his he's got his Aegis reflector. Yeah, yeah, he's he Great. is basically Urian, but cooler. God damn it! And then Arbormon. I want to his... see him smack Seraphimon off of the off of the mirror. <laughs> I want to I want to see Mercurymon do a sick like shoulder charge, and then Arbormon, <laughs> he like his limbs like can go flying because they're like on like a pull string, and so he just does like long range roundhouse kicks. Very cool, personally, <laughs> to me. It's pretty cool, but of course. They're all outmatched because, of course, they are. And Seraphimon's going to join the battle, but at the same time, he's he's sort of been insistent, like, okay, like I'm I'm back to life. You kids can get out of here now. Go back to your world. Papa's got things under control, and Papa does not got things under control because Mercurymon quickly realizes, oh, like he's trying to protect these kids, especially in the case of like Zoe and Pokemon and Namon who can't defend themselves, and so he is at to his advantage because even though Seraphimon gets some sick attacks in on most of the evil legendary warriors and like just absolutely bodies them. Mercury Mon does the uh nothing personnel kid, teleports behind him, absorbs his attack and shoots it back and just one shots Seraphim one shots God. And then he <laughs> steals his fractal code and Seraphimon turns into a digi egg. And Zoe runs to keep it safe. And so now it's the the big thing of oh these these four Evil legendary warriors have killed one celestial Digimon, and Sorcermon kind of hits like an emergency button, and like a wall blows up, and they escape. They start to escape down like this tunnel underground, all the way up to this big like underground underwater tunnel with a Trailmon on it. And the kids manage to get away with Seraphimon's egg, but we end the episode on Sorcermon sacrificing his life so that way he can hold off the evil legendary warriors for long enough. This episode's a fucking bummer. Like, like I was. Yeah. I was, okay. I I like the idea that like okay, Seraphimon is gone, and it sort of is up to them. But like the rest of the episode, like with how like easily they get bodied, especially how easily Seraphimon gets bodied, feels kind of bad. Like see, it's not here, as enjoyable. Here's the problem. This episode would probably have a really powerful impact if they didn't get their asses kicked like a thousand times already. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, this is just this is just like you know another day in the life of the chuckleheads. At also, this, point. this, like, this would, is this not shocking. Be, this would be a lot better of an impact if the la the literal last episode of the line or the last line of the episode from Takuya isn't. I hate to say it. But it's up to us now, guys. Like, you're here, like, you can't, that can't be the last line of the episode of being like, man, it sure does suck that the entire fate of this other world is up to us. Uh, I mean, I get it, yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's like, a, yeah, they, like it's just... they, they should, they should grow from this moment and realize, like, hey, like, now we have this greater responsibility, not like, oh, it sure does suck that we have to help things. I don't, I don't really read it like that, but yeah, I, I guess I, I can't blame you for 
having that perspective, given how much of a bunch given of how wh- these wh- kids have been. whiny they've been so whiny for so long, much of the show that yeah, okay, okay. Um, Literally, the only times I don't think they have been whiny is the OVA, and they were still kind yeah, of whiny. Yeah, kind of inherited. They inherited some of it just because you know that's hey, that's who they were. You had to portray them in a in a current uh, current fashion. Um, I think it just more bums me out because it's like they get presented with like an actually useful ally. Like they've met they've met various people, and but now now they're being presented with like both Sorcerer who seems fairly competent, and then also uh, Seraphimon, obviously, who is basically like the Angel Gabriel or whatever. Like you know, incredible you know, incredibly powerful. Uh, and all that, and he basically just gets cheesed into like a one-hit KO. Like Mercurymon, <laughs> he isn't outskilled or overpowered, or whatever. It's just Mercurymon just has a like the you know right back at you attack, and and then manages to win that way. He he literally has like a like a full screen like invincible like thirty fr- like eight hundred frame like reflect that does quadruple damage. Yeah, he just basically just manages to pull the bounce spell and then just. Reflects <laughs> whatever back in it, like it's just it, it it's it's cheap, and it doesn't make me think oh Mercury Man what a badass or whatever. Um, it just makes me think, I don't know, this, this is dumb. <laughs> Why even meet the character? Well, at least yeah. it gives him some time to develop. Like it just feels like it's just a thing that happens, and I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from it. It's like it's like oh, you just all recovered Seraphimon because. You needed him to tell you like an extended version of the same like origin story or background story that Pokemon already told you earlier. Like it's yeah, it's and Pokemon even makes a joke about that. Is that like, oh doesn't this sound familiar? Yeah, I was I was surprised that Pokemon was kind of sassing like Seraphimon. Like I felt like he was kind of like like <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon like early episodes is like very like reverent of him. I fe- I felt like. And like now he's like, oh, like we are. I already told this Raphmon. Everyone's like, Pokemon, like you are literally sassing Digi God right now. Like, can you chill? <laughs> yeah, that's our job. <laughs> like, only we get to sass. Digi- <laughs> yeah, that's, that's literally. They're literally like. Yeah. Seraphimon was just vibing in a crystal for months, and these kids are like, "You better tell us what's going on, old man." And it's like, whoa, like y'all need to simmer down. I get it, but like, yeah, they don't need to do. They, they just don't need. To. Why are these kids this way? The worst. <laughs> I, I actually, know. I actually do kind of appreciate the fact that these kids are just so rude and irreverent that they do just sass like one of the most powerful Digimon ever. Like that's kind of funny, but also it's like, okay, simmer down, brats. It just, it just feels like there's no sense of like, I don't know. I think something that will, I think something that helps with world building or what have you is when there's like a sense of like, you know, hierarchy or authority or what have you, and like. I don't think there's any of that. Like, who's on the who's on the top rung and who's on the bottom rung? It's like, the, no, it, the kids just talk to everyone the same way, and like, no one says like, you know, like, there's no, there's never like a ceaseless blabbering you or whatever, you know, or just they never get slapped down. They only ever get slapped down by the villains, and like the yeah, villains are like they should have had Serapimon use the, the seven star strike on the kids. Like, shut up! I'm telling this story. I've been asleep for so long. Yeah, or just present them in like a in like a in such a light where they, for once, might not want to like do it. I don't know. It just it just doesn't. It feels like there should be some gravitas with a character like this, especially because it's not like we. It's not like you know fans or whatever don't know. You know we've seen Seraphimon before. Seraphimon was the Digimon that got to show up in the um uh did it hurricane touchdown right and then yeah yeah it was, it was and, like uh, Ma- first Ma- magnadramon or megadramon no magnadramon 
Yeah, which is like yeah. a really cool character. And it's interesting now that, that they're going to do with Onimon. And then I think it took like... took It took until like try, I think, for if Onimon to actually show up in Digimon Adventure. Yeah. Can I can I offer Spoilers, a really hot take that doesn't have anything to do with um, uh, Frontier specifically, but just Digimon in general? Go for uh, it. Sure, yeah. I really hate the fact that they replaced... Um, Gatomon's Mega with Ophanimon instead of Mag- Magnadramon. I don't like Ophanimon's like color scheme and everything. It doesn't fit. Like, yeah, it I just think Ophanimon's. I just think Ophanimon's design is ugly. To be honest, the armor just is. I, very I don't. Li- I don't like the metal arms. And I don't like like the random like midriff. Like, I mean, like sure, like Go Girl, like Rocket, but like her weird like metal like cyborg arms and like just the weird midriff. I don't know, like, Magnodramon is so cool. It's like a cool, like, puppy dragon. And, <laughs> then, you, and then it's like... Magnodramon's just, uh, like, the fucking uh, never-ending story dragon. Like, Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's Falcor. adorable. And then it's Falcor, like, okay, yeah. like, now, now, uh, Kari, now your Digimon has to become a cool lady angel because TK is a cool guy angel. Like, no, let her keep the puppy dragon. Anyways, that's my rant. I just... Ophanimon's okay, I just don't like it as Gatomon's Mega. Yeah. Like, in, in this, though, like, Ophanimon has, like... Sorry, not Ophanimon. Um, Seraphimon has, like... Yeah, it's just the, just the thing of him having zero presence is annoying. Um, yeah. Also, by the way, Sloan, when you were talking about... When you kept referring to the place as a Crystal Palace, do you know that's a real place, <laughs> by the way? Is, it is a real place called Crystal is Palace. That, is that in England? Yes, it is, yes. There's even okay. a football team named after it, like... Uh, so I, I feel Chris- like you. I think I feel like you've said that before. So I mean, I probably knew, but I don't remember. May, oh, I, I don't. I don't know if I've said it before or not. Maybe, but like yeah, every time he said that, I was just like, just, just like a weird. Because I've never heard anyone use it in like the way to describe like an actual palace made of crystal. So every time he said that, I was like, I had like a weird twinge in my head. Like uh, you're like looking over that your shoulder, right. like Seraphimon. Are you over there? <laughs> that ain't right. Crystal Palace is in London, by the way. So again, no I mean, one know me. But um, I mean, but, yeah. you can still look over your shoulder towards the direction of London. <laughs> sure. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know why that's funny to me, but yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I could do that. Um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Um, I feel like we learned a lot more accents this week, as in, as in, like um, the other. As Sloane put them, the like the anti chuckleheads. Um, I feel like I love Arbormon. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go to bat. Arbormon is great. His dumb voice is great. He's just the dumb like New York gangster. I love him more oh. than I love anything else. I would die for him. He's Arbormon, my son now. Arbormon's just got the like fucking uh, Batman Arkham City like goon voice, like. It's the bat. bat. It's the bat. He's, he's, like, he's that's, that's his voice. Stallone. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he's great. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if you look at like a, like in a Rocky perspective, then I can't, I can't do, I can't do a fucking Stallone impression. That's, also, that's like, like I put in my notes Arbormon for arms too because like his le- <laughs> because of like the way his legs stretched out. So yes. I am now on the the. Two arms guest, two three guest characters legs. for arms two: Linky Kong, Shurimon, and Arbormon. <laughs> I just like, like, like I think Kong. just what what yeah, prevents me from liking what, what stops me from liking any of the other legendary warriors is that like 
so the the game just spent like five episodes getting clowned by this shitty goblin, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And then when they finally they don't even beat him, they get one over on, on Grumblemon, and immediately after that, they don't even get one episode to celebrate that victory before they're getting clowned on right away again. And before and, the, the stupid goblin and his cohorts kill a god. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yes, like they get lucky, yeah. If there is, there's the, the, one of the, the main problems with Frontier, in my opinion, is that there's just, there's, there's just this never-ending sense of of uh, nonstop failure. <laughs> like you never get any moments of catharsis or like you know victory because the main characters are constantly getting clowned on, and yeah. it feels like the only reason is so that they can put over the next villains. Like they've uh, Takuya finally managed to get strong enough to beat Grumblemon by himself with his beast spirit. And then the very next episode, a single one of the new warriors is clowning on two or three of the heroes at the same time. And, like, yeah. it's just, it's exhausting. It's, what are it's you not talking fun about? To watch. It's a victory for me seeing Zoe still be, have to do nothing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, it's, it's a whole thing as well because, like, yes, they, they are, as you, as you say, Mina, putting over the villains. But the villains are also, like, goofy enough. Like, they, they also lack a, a sense of presence. Like, I'm glad that these new ones are all much more, I don't know, like, the, Grumblemon is just uniquely terrible, I think, as, as like, a yeah. character and a villain on a Digimon, but, like, he, at least these other ones have a bit more about them than that, but even so, like, I feel like maybe there's a bit m- too much going on, like, right now, like, I feel like Digimon's always it's, been okay with just a single, like, villain at a time, and... It's it's like I said before, having one character with an annoying accent is enough, but having four of them in one room is, like, <laughs> goddamn. No, like, I love it. I love I, it. I, I, was, love, I love the... I love Mercurymon and Arbormon's... Du- I want the Mercurymon... Or and like Arbormon, like dumb buddy cop show. Mercurymon's fine because he's just doing a silly like knights thing, whatever. Like it's not it's it's not specific enough to like. Well, whatever the hell. Yeah, so Arbormon's doing the like Batman goon voice. Ranamon? How do you say a name? Ranamon. Like every time, every time they said a name, I just kept thinking you're saying Renamon, like. From like I sure, you're like, just like I sure wish we were back in Tamers again. No, not even that. It's just like you're literally just saying the name Renamon. Like I, I can't. It, it makes me feel like they need to do more of the like Digimon Allyzer things where you, like you see the name on the screen. <laughs> so I know. Did what you the imagine fuck they, like four of those like this episode though or whatever? Yes. Way too much. Why not? I mean, you've got all those evolution sequences. You're already wasting time. So you know, like, why not just? The, yeah, the fact that they didn't consolidate all those evolution sequences. Of course not. Like, see, was the most the, grading thing I, see, ever. He, here's the thing. I looked it up. They do in the Japanese version. That's the ridiculous. Sub, they absolutely do con- consolidate. They do a four-way split screen, and they save so much time. Well, what, the dub, what are they because... somehow adding to the dub that, like, you need you need to add, like, <laughs> yeah, so all like, that? It's weird panty shot or it's something. Because... Like, what's going on? Like... No, they, so they cut out a pretty long shot in this episode. Or not like a shot, like a scene where um, at the restaurant... Uh, the the four warriors threaten. Um, they what? They threaten Daramon into giving them information about where the heroes went, which involves. Um, oh, Grumblemon. I thought you, I thought you meant the heroes threaten Daramon. I was like, no, what's no, going sorry, on? The, oh, I see. The, yes, that was the, really obvious. Yeah, that they called that out. Yeah, the evil warriors. Yeah. They, they choke slam him, and <laughs> that's um, so rad. <laughs> and Ranamon says uh, to give them the information they need. Otherwise, he'll be punished. And then leans in and kind of does like a seductive like 
pose or whatever. Oh no! I like how um, I like how I like how we were just completely on board immediately for the idea that the heroes would do the same thing. Yeah, like that, uh, that, like I'm yeah. kind of shocked and appalled by the idea of it, but I'm like at the same time, it makes sense. It's in character. It's in character. It's in like, character. I, I know. But I can see Pokemon just being. Anyways, like, uh, sorry, Pokemon. Mina. What was what, it? Was ba- was that basically the scene or? So yeah, like they, they, it's like a, it's like a fairly long shot. It's like twenty seconds or more. So they had to, I guess, they had to make it up somewhere, and they also had to make up the fact that, um, you know, the English or the Japanese OP and ED are significantly longer than the the, the English ones. Right. So like, but that's for adverts. They have to make up. They make the oh sorry, like that's that's for uh, commercials. Sorry, that's that's for that reason, right? Like you, yeah, like that's that's what I would think, but like I can't think of any other reason why they would have to pad it out so much because like. It's it sucks like it's so long. There's so much. Like, I, I counted footage. it in in the next episode, and like two of the evolution sequences, like with all how like full they were, took like a minute. Like essentially, you're doing like yeah. two two plus minutes with with four evolutions. I skipped through and them, and it's like and uh, and, yeah, I, like, and I kept you like consolidate that and think of all the cool stuff you could put in, like them choke slamming this bird. I mean, I I kind of get it though. Like if you're doing the show, the Best part, or like the exciting part, is when the digivolutions happen. That's always been the case. Now, is, we're, 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 we're the not. The fact that if you're doing it one after one after one after one in like the full sequence, for like, like yeah. just straight, like you're doing like in a row, like that oh, is just yeah. too much. I could I could easily see someone being like, oh, the kids love that shit. Let's just do more of that. Like, I, yeah. I, I completely yeah. understand it. And also for the show, <laughs> it's kind of going to make me go for it. Um, but, um,. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass, and I'm like, I'm like trying to like skip, I'm trying to fast forward through it when I'm watching, and I'm just like, oh, this is like, nope, that's not it. Nope, still going. Nope, still going. No, okay, phew. <laughs> All right, finally, um, yeah, and then and then they, then they usually always digivolve and then um and then get owned like immediately, like it just keeps happening. I need I need for once to be an extended sequence where they can digivolve and like do cool stuff. And like reveling the moment and the heroics without just getting yeah. immediately slapped the fuck down again. As much as I hate these kids, yeah, see, it's like, not fun. Yeah, that's what I keep saying is that like it it genuinely sucks how like you don't get a single like extended moment of catharsis. It's just as soon as you know, as soon as Grumblemon's down and meet the new boss, same as the old boss, we get another gimmicky warrior to plague them for six plus episodes and clowning them over and over again and this time it happens to be arbormon so if you like arbormon now you won't like him by the end of this stretch of episode no I'll, I'll, st- I'll still love him honestly let's, 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 let's silence Susie like her does, <laughs> well, yeah does, i have taste yeah, thank, uh, thank you for thank you for proving my point Ar- i have great taste and i'm perfect S- in all ways so i've got an important question for you does arbormon count as uh, italian representation <laughs> Uh, only twenty five percent. Okay, all right. I'm not sure how you came to that, but fair enough. Um, I will say though, like honestly, here's what I think they should have done. Like, they should have had just like Takuya just just d- defeat, like kill Grumblemon last episode, right? And then spend like most of this episode, like, or at least like maybe have like a full episode, like interim. Of like them like hanging out at Daramon's restaurant and they're all chilling and celebrating their victory and then they go to the the Duke's archives right so that way it's like they have that time to like appreciate the the victory and then also Grumblemon's gone we don't have to deal with him anymore but then you see like the new three come in and then it's like oh hey like now the the characters are introduced to like this new threat 
like of like oh it's solely these new threats and like they are obviously clearly bigger and badder than Grumble. Like having Grumblemon there and also like clowning on them after yeah like he was beaten like so handily by just burning Greymon. It's like it's a bummer. Like even the you, villains you have one. Even the villains comment on that Sloane. Like even they say it's like oh well he got his ass kicked last time so God knows what's gonna happen this time probably nothing good. So like you know why do we need more of it? Like why why can't Grumblemon like it, it almost feels like a thing where they just have to say oh the the kids must win but they can only win a little bit like they can only have yeah they can get his beast spirit back but they can't get his other spirit as well like why not just do both at the same time like come on like yeah on, there's no need and then it. you could have zoe like do something i don't know what she would do they could have they could but have like you could have her do something they could have ranamon be like the focal like the villain for the next episode which happens to be water themed like Right? That makes more sense. You would think. I don't know. You would think, but... I don't know. And got, also, like, plans. why didn't they go to their bee spirits? Like, okay, <laughs> one thing that fundamentally has been bugging Jimmy. me the past few, like, since it was introduced, is that, so we, if you look at it, like, the human forms are essentially, like, you characterize them as, like, a champion level, right? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. And then, which would that's make... What the that's what they're treated like in the video games. Yeah, exactly. And then, in, like, the video games, and then, obviously, here, like, they're treated, like, the beast spirits are treated like an ultimate level. Correct. Why wouldn't you immediately go to your ultimate level against these these characters, who it's even noted by them, they don't have beast spirit. or, I mean, we'll see, but, like, at the very least, Randomon doesn't have a beast spirit. Like, you could so quickly outclass these dudes... If you just went to your beast spirit, like maybe Seraphimon wouldn't have died, honestly, or maybe Mercurymon would have reflected and killed Takuya and Koji, and that would have been rad. But I mean, like, like it feels like such a stupid like thing for them to just go straight if to their human form when we we know that they can jump straight to beast form. Like either have it be yeah, like see- a thing where they can only go from human and it does slide evolve, or have them go straight to beast form. It just bugs me so see, much. The the funniest thing is that. Almost every season has this problem, but most of them aren't as egregious about it, and most of them have clever ways of limiting it too. Like in in the adventure, you're limited by your crests at first, so like you can't always get to ultimate because you don't always you know embody that that spirit well enough to get like to, you know force that evolution. Right. In zero two, they invert it almost entirely because once they get their champions, fuck off armor forms. You're not needed ever again. Yeah, but there's <laughs> like, also the fact of like you need to have your partner to reach like ultimate to get your DNA to evolution. Like you need to have your buddy, and like you need to be in sync, right? So like there is that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I was like, gonna say that, but yeah, this is this is not a you. This is not a frontier problem in in for what it's worth, and and I do think that yeah. some of the reasons you've listed the Mina are kind of like. Eh, so what? <laughs> you know, they still could have like done the thing, but like, yeah, it, it's I don't know. It's one of these things where it just feels more annoying because it's in the context of an annoying show. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I just feel like they don't even try in this show. Like they, there's absolutely zero attempt at, at any kind of justification, and that's that's what bugs me the most. So at least the other seasons tried. Like blue cards are a justification. Um, crests are a justification. You know, sure, this sure. is this is nothing. Um, yeah, is, honestly, is, they should have had it reason. to be where you have to slide evolve to your beast form, because then that makes sense. But the fact that they can go straight to the beast form, and now they only use the human form, and then get summarily bodied, that sucks. Like, I, I'm sorry, I hate it. I think that's I think that is bad writing. Uh, have it be I, like, of course, yeah. like it's, so that way the villains can get over, and that way Koji and Takuya can get their butts kicked too. But like the fact that they don't immediately go to Burning Greymon and Kendo Gururumon is the most 
baffling, flummoxing idea of writing. Uh, of like, I feel like they may. They, if if, they may if be I worked. were one of these kids and I had the Beast Spirit, you know what I would be doing? I would always be going to the Beast Spirit first. I feel like there's some rip to them, but I'm built different. I feel like there's some like sense here that like the forms are supposed to be on equal footing, but. Or like there's, or that they think people will expect them to be an equal footing or something, but like, no, we the audience are very much aware that like, well, those forms came first and these ones came later, so ergo, the later ones are better, <laughs> like, and you should be using them. Yeah. Uh, but the show doesn't seem like to literally. Quite Burning Greymon has wings. He has arm guns that shoot like fire lasers and fire bullets. Like why? Why wouldn't you do yeah. that? He has an attack called Wildfire Tsunami, which is way better than any attack name that Agunimon has. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day, because like at the end of the day, if the writers really want someone to job, they will make them job. Like it, it, here, here you have the like the Goon Squad show up and like m- manage to like murk a god essentially in like one go. Like no, 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 no. I I don't actually know what like like level quote unquote the um the goon squad is supposed to be on but i'm just going to call them that from now they're, on they're all champions. <laughs> also champions all of them are champions yeah. every every human spirit we see as a champion level i don't give a fuck what kind of like gimmick you've got you can't just ohko a mega like that the power levels mean nothing yeah. <laughs> i realize this is... not even just a mega <laughs> but one of the three celestial digimon that would be like yeah. if say like that would be like if Impmon like defeated Indramon when he was all big, right? Yeah. Like that is just like the power levels is a literal ocean. I want to and like the vastness of it is a literal ocean. Yeah, I wanted to come back to the Davis because like one thing I was feeling earlier about the Goon... I'm gonna keep going with the Goon Squad because I like it. Um, is that they are? I think it might just be a thing where like I think having multiple villains at once is for some reason it just doesn't quite hit the same. Like I never really found the Davis to be that great and i think i expressed this during tamers and thankfully tamers had a lot more going on so it didn't really matter but as as like villains or whatever they were very sort of nondescript i thought the davis uh, and as a unit or whatever i don't think it really quite hit the way i don't know maybe hit the way it needed to but like it didn't really hit any more than any in any spectacular fashion likewise here the goon squad are like very they're just kind of there i don't know and they're just there to like they they feel more like like animate ob, animate obstacles rather than actual characters, um, and yeah. not just because of the goofy accents. Like it's it's more than that. Yeah, they have their goofy accents, and that's their one character trait. They have like no goals or aspirations or personality or whatever beyond. This is how my funny voice is. Well, it's funny because I'm gonna help Cherubimon. It's funny because like Cherubimon is a character that, based on what's been said so far and so on, like seems to have some actual understandable motivations behind their actions um and i'd like to get to that point because i think so far i'm not seeing any characters that have those really so um yeah i don't even seraphimon doesn't really come across as someone who's like i think we should stop trubimon because of x or whatever it's just kind of like oh well he he turned against us and therefore fuck him i don't know it, it's, it's it's propaganda it's 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 pro human digimon propaganda yeah even, even it's funny because as as like bratty and argumentative as these kids are they don't actually really like to question authority that much <laughs> they just seem to they just like to complain about it. they just like to whine about it like yeah so they complain it but then they're just like oh okay god we'll 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 help you out it's like okay was it that easy yeah like i don't know you don't really know me but okay um it's like oh i, I also there's a thing there where he tells them all to go home like the mission is done 
Yeah. And I was and I was great because I thought, oh shit, finally we got the last episode of Frontier. Awesome. Uh, but like, yeah. why are they like, oh, we're not, we're, not, <laughs> you we're not going home now? And it's like, well, why? Not, why? <laughs> and, like, only one of them. It's, maybe it was like reverse psychology. Maybe like Ophanimon was like feeding <laughs> him like brain, like like mental communication of like these kids <laughs> suck. If we want to keep them around, you have to use reverse psychology, and like that's why Seraphimon oh, was like, go home. God, yeah. Ugh. I mean, it, it's a whole thing of like. Also, I don't really understand why he would send them home. Like, they, you know, they have to be spirits. Like, uh, they have the spirits or whatever. Like, clearly, they possess power in ways that, like, other Digimon. And what's he going to do? He get, like, a whole bunch of, like, Saucermon level Digimon to help him out? Like, Saucermon seemed kind of fun, but, like. Pokemon, Namon, you're now my soldiers. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, I feel like Namon could do some give, fucked up shit. Give sh- Namon a gun. Conscripted into the Digimon. Namon could probably do some fucked up shit. Let's be real, but like, um, I yeah, it's just the whole thing of like, well, no, these are the these are the guys, like for better or worse, these are the these are your soldiers. If there's going to be some kind of war going on, so you know, <laughs> buck up and deal with it. Like, and you know, it uh, yeah, that was just the whole thing. Where I was like, why is this happening? Why is this? Why is this a conflict? I don't know. Uh, anyway, I was just, I kind of, I I think I only like Saucerman because. He just kind of seemed like he had a level head in his shoulders, and that's been rare to come by. But even he's yeah, it's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazingly brash for them to just rip off adventure so wholesale. Yeah, with what happens in this episode, like yeah, dude, like reusing Wizardmon for this or like Wizardmon's design for the second time in Frontier is already pushing it in terms of like catching on nostalgia. But then redoing Wizardmon's character arc. In a hyper compressed <laughs> one episode fashion, yeah. it's like you missed the point entirely of what made that arc so compelling in, in adventure. Like it was, it was. The do you point, think? No, wasn't it the the fact? Wasn't it compelling because he died? That's that's compelling, right? A character just dying. So un- yeah, that's that's. It seems like that's what they think. It seems like that's their like unironic philosophy for for frontiers. It would be sad if they died. Yeah, like he's also like weirdly. It, it, it just feels. He's like, also like weirdly like. Uh, uh, something about his like loyalty to Seraphimon. It, it's uh, sorry, yeah, Seraphimon. Yeah, it's something about his loyalty to Seraphimon just like borders on like the obscene. Like it's just kind of it's, like it's sycophantic. Yeah, loyal. yeah, exactly. It's like by, by the end of it, I was kind of like, eh, okay. Um, I mean, even Wizard. See, maybe maybe there should be like there should have been like the reversal then of like what if Trubimon was right and Seraphi. Seraphimon sycophants, like yeah. it was like the like the whole like foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like, correct me if I'm wrong or misremembering rather, but like even Wizardmon, he wasn't like he he wasn't like the type to outright. I, I don't believe he outright sacrificed himself, did he? I thought he just like got over. No, he he blocked a, a he, he, attack. He blocked that was the attack. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. That's so like he that that's the problem is that they they literally just plagiarized adventure. But yeah, I was <laughs> like, thinking, did they did they just do it and not even do it correctly or what? Like I don't know. But yeah, the whole thing of like you go. Hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, just make sure to change it so it doesn't look the same. I'm just so, and this isn't even like the fault of this show necessarily, but like poor examples of or poor implementation of it like this doesn't help at all. But I'm just universally sick of like the whole like, no, you must go. I would stop them. The whole thing. It's like. Well, even Lord of the Fucking Rings did that, and even they had the good grace to like bring back out the Gandalf basically immediately. So like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I hate that trope so much. Of like the whole, I'm gonna stay behind and hold them off, especially when it just for five seconds. I just have the whole sense as well. Like they could just like 
punt him in the dick immediately and then just like immediately begin chasing after the kids again like i don't i don't I don't mind. Yeah. It would yeah. take them more than like five seconds to take him out. Yeah, I don't know. because what what's what's standing in their way? A, a one champion level and a stone a wall <laughs> that clearly like Grumblemon has a big hammer. Like it would literally take them two seconds. It would take Grumblemon two seconds to both smash <laughs> the door and also smash Sorcerer. Okay, Mon. I'm getting into it. yeah. This is this is getting a bit nitty gritty. I mean, he's a wizard. He could have always just like cast like a wizard just like. It on Wololo and then freak them out for a few seconds but um uh, <laughs> skedaddle skedoodle <laughs> yeah. your digimon is now a new yes you're you're now uh frozen i don't know he's a nice digimon right it's just it's uh, whatever yeah that's too neat gritty but my point there is just um, that trope just sucks ass and and this is this is why <laughs> implementation like this does not help uh but hey ho there we go um yeah um <laughs> Yeah, this episode was kind of yeah, this is kind of a bummer overall. I have no, not much. What it feels like is way back in like episode eight when Grumblemon first appeared, it felt like they were trying to do the big Devimon moment where Devimon you know hands the group their first defeat and and separates <laughs> yeah. them and whatever. And then this this feels like they looked at that and said actually that was kind of shit, wasn't it? Let's do it again. Like that's not how you write. You writing is not a like. <laughs> A greatest hits compilation of, of tropes that worked before. Like you have to innovate. You have yeah. to do your own thing. And it feels like when are they gonna clone yeah. Zoe and like make that even worse? Now there's just two Zoe's running God. around. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, God. Um, yeah, like, like who was another who was another guy who got like a great intro where he just owns the the Digidestin. It's like he got to drop out of a fucking coffin. From the sky. Oh, that's so rad. And then, when is when is someone in wrestling gonna be like a huge Digimon fan and like replicate that for like a WrestleMania entrance? Dropping out of a coffin. I don't know. I could see Darby Allen doing that. Um, but I think I think the time has passed. But the Undertaker, the Undertaker could have done that. We have to go back in time and introduce Undertaker to there Digimon. Was literally a co- the there only was literally way. a coffin match on. Um, Dynamite the other day, AW Dynamite, where like the whole thing is that you. What's a coffin match? So you had the the gimmick here was that you, you had to like to win the match. You had to put the other person inside this coffin. That's and close that's, the door. That's awesome. I gotta start watching wrestling. It's kinda, it was kind of it was kind of yes, sick. you do. It was kind of sick. But um, but yeah, like no, that's if they're doing that shit, they could do a similar thing. Although people dropping out the sky in wrestling hasn't isn't the best optic. <laughs> So... Yeah, I was kind of <laughs> thinking like dropping out of the sky in a coffin would probably end badly for that wrestler yes, in the coffin. But like, drop, drop, I'm sure drop you up. could use enough I mean, token get, mirrors get, to like drop get, the coffin. Get and Shane then... McMahon to do it. He's, he's got experience falling yeah, from yeah, immense heights. Drop... I watched that one moment one time, and I yeah. like I cringed very badly. That was yeah. rough. He did that more than once, but yeah. <laughs> um, he... I watched one of the times. Yeah, then. Okay. yeah. yeah. He, I'm, I'm just saying that he's mental. Um, but yeah, the. The whole thing, yeah, I don't know. I just want to point out uh, there's a the, the Forest Terminal sign being written in Comic Sans. I don't know. That's, yeah, I love that's that. all I've got to say about this. <laughs> why is why is Comic Sans always the go to? Um, it was for shitty it was adaptations. Too, it's good for it's two thousand two. Whatever. Comic Sans is canonically like good for readability. I don't think that's why they chose it, I but mean, it is. That's. No. No, that that's that's for like reading long form. That's not for science. No, I think that's also for reading science. <laughs> also, I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. think so. I don't, that doesn't sound right, but I don't know if about science to dispute it. It was the height of uh, Windows XP, and you know, 
<laughs> it's like that was just the popular thing. I don't know. Like, hey, kids, kids love Comic Sans, right? I love Comic yeah, Sans. It's a good, it's a good font. Yeah. You know, I, not, you know what time? Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's positivity corner time. Okay, I'll play the music. Play the music. Okay. Play soon. I'm playing the music. What's the music Wait, is going? That, is, that, right. is that the song I did? Um, <laughs> no, it's still, still going. Still going. Okay, okay now you're good. Okay, I've, I've, I've got. I'm gonna go first for this. All right. Um, first, four words. Jameson Price is Seraphimon. Yep, that's a really good one. He's he's so good. He like you said you you, you called him like Papa or Daddy or something pa- during the Papa, recap, and I was Papa's like, yeah, got you're this. right. He, I mean, yeah. he is. You know, you're right. Jameson Price just plays dads in Digimon, <laughs> and also like one kind of unsettling old man, but mostly dads. Yeah, I like the um, kind of just to steal that, but also not. Um, I, I did like. I was constantly thinking like, who voices Saucerman? Because he sounds kind of cool. I feel like it might just be the same person who voices Takuya, but I'm not entirely sure. No, it's it's Dave Wittenberg, uh, Henry. Oh! So I mean, it is the person who will voice Takuya. Oh. Yeah, you're, you're right in the roundabout sort okay, of way. Okay, no, I was thinking about let's now, but yeah, that's quite that's quite uh, okay. That's great. <laughs> that's pretty good. No, I just thinking they they did it. They had, they had like a decent voice because my first thought was, wait, are they just going to get Joshua Seth to voice this one as well? But uh, n- I was kind of expecting that too. I was like, am I just going to hear Joshua Seth? And then I had that weird feeling of like I expected to hear Joshua Seth, and now my ears are feeling kind of weird because that's not Joshua Seth's voice. <laughs> yes. He's he's immediately become the canon uh, Wizardmon slash Wizardmon ripoffs voice. Um, yeah, yeah. So I like that, uh, but also um, I like the thing of the sort of towards the beginning of this episode where you have the kids like combining their powers or whatever. Like the whole the whole the whole vibe here seems to be that like if one of them wasn't there for whatever reason, like they wouldn't be able to like you know get to the the Crystal Palace, and um, and like, you know, free Seraphimon, which is a thing. I'm not sure why they... I'm not entirely sure... They, they didn't really explain why this needed to happen. Or was the implication that it's like, it's Ophonimon's power, like, going through... That's, that's personally what I'm headcanoning, yeah. is that just like, Ophonimon, like, like, put all these fail-safes in, so you need all five chuckleheads, otherwise it just won't work, and like, if Koji had just gone off on his own, like the the show would have ended there because all the kids would have gotten killed. <laughs> did you think? Do you think they knew <laughs> it was Ophonimon talking when they like cast the voice of the detector as like the same voice from like the Digivolution scenes from Tamers? Because it's it's the same. I think they had to have. Impossible. Yeah, I guess it it comes up pretty early, I suppose. But like, it's the same person who does like the Matrix Digivolution like uh, voiceover yeah. from from Tamers. So. Yeah, I think that's just because Mary uh, Mary Elizabeth McGlenn has been a voice director on the series since zero two, so like she's just always been handy to do. Oh, you know, that, that, additional that, that's voices. We, we need we need a cool woman voice. Okay, Mary Elizabeth McGlenn, you're up to bat. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, she does a good job. I didn't realize it was her, but yeah, yeah that that makes total sense in that case. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> what's your contribution this week to the corner? Um. So this is going to be a little controversial. I I do actually like sort of the 
I, I like the... I, and it obviously it's goofed up because like there's not enough buildup to it. But I, I do kind of like just Seraphimon getting one shot by his own attack and like the the Nega Chuckleheads, the Goon Squad coming in to like be like, okay, like y'all y'all are in for it right now. Like I do kind of appreciate like in a better show this would be done much differently. But I appreciate the the like oh like the la- the last hope of the digital world is Seraphimon. He's an egg now. They gotta run. Like there there is there is a, a deg- there is a very big degree of like bad omens and bad tidings like here and I, I i do kind of appreciate that i i think the i like the introduction of arbormon and mercurymon and they're fighting because like they have some fun attacks like obviously mercurymon is cheap he should be banned on the competitive scene but arbormon just being part of like arms two legs and stuff like that i like that and i don't know i'm a, I'm a simple person i sometimes i think that stuff is is fun and I, I like the, the direness of that situation. Yeah. And I'll also agree with uh, bo- both of yours. I do like the uh, like the strange like detector puzzles they have to to solve to get into the Crystal Palace. And uh, Jameson Price's Papa. It's always good. Yeah, it's not even really a puzzle that they have to do, but it's like a thing of like I. It almost feels. It, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but like I was expecting them to say or to or point out that like. Wow, we could. Wow, it's like it's testing our, all of our abilities or testing we're all here or whatever. And they, they don't like explicitly say that, which is nice. I always like when there's even a modicum of subtlety. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just a thing. It's it's interesting that they like that that um, fail safe or what have you is in place and they don't really comment on it. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, this was yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, I like that, and then and the fact that like. Oh, like we need the kids to to wake up Seraphimon because he's just vibing in this crystal type of <laughs> like, thing. Yeah, what not thing. Uh, also, I like I like that he just like kind of like floats down, and it, it it's like one of those great animations where they um they're just like sliding shit across the screen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I I love that. Same with the um oh with the, the flashback the, the flashback of like yeah. the, the the ten legendary wars and they're like all zooming like bouncing around the screen as like black silhouettes <laughs> like a fucking hilarious DVD logo ass shit like that's <laughs> that's not uh I, I don't know why they did that that way because it just looks so cheap so dumb but, but I love it I don't know yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah that's my positivity corner right surprisingly enough I did think parts of this episode were good it's just uh bogged down by like. If I wish they had done more to build up to this moment. Yeah. Big up. Yeah, I just I stand by my criticism that they're they're repeating the same shit over and over oh, again to- and expecting it to work better. Totally. Like if um, if this was their first major loss, all of like like they hadn't been losing to Grumblemon, like maybe they've been more stalemates or they just beat Grumblemon easily and they've sort of been like continuing on to the force yeah, terminal, that's, that's and so, then that's this was their saying. big that's... loss, then yeah, that this would be a great moment, but it is already Yeah, that's that's what I was saying before. Yeah, no, totally. like it, they they really want this to be their their big like you know oh no we're impossibly outmatched. But first of all, the thing that's outmatching you is is idiotic <laughs> yeah. and and frankly yep. embarrassing. So, um, there's no gravitas to it. Like you, it is impossible to take the the villain you know, seriously. Southern Belle mermaid seriously as as a credible threat. Um, but she has rain even in a show that's had like. Yeah, with the rain that makes you old. Like, even in a show that managed to make Edamon a credible threat, you just, like, it's too gimmicky. It, there's there's too much going on here. And 
to have these like losers be the ones that that attack and dethrone God, <laughs> um, it's just preposterous. Like it, I don't know. It it really bugs me because like the Devas, you know, you could say that they had gimmicks as well, and you definitely would not be incorrect. The Devas were, you know, had to sometimes overstay their welcome a little bit. But I think the main difference is that the Devas were usually only there for one episode at a time. Like yeah, they weren't the focal. The, they weren't the focal points of the episode necessarily either. Like sometimes they yeah, were, sometimes like you, they were, but not yeah. You had the you know yes you did have the um you know the uh southern um preacher faith healer rooster in one episode, but like he's not going to be back for episodes you know fifteen through thirty. <laughs> like you don't have to worry about putting up with the auditory nightmare of of this character for weeks and weeks on end like you do for the the warriors and i think that's the biggest thing for me is that these are shitty villains eric (laughs) osray is cinduramon in the righteous gemstones i've got a question (laughs) for you both for you both um god at the end of this episode with what's happened in this episode and like what 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 the kids have been told about you know Oh, your task is ended now, uh, and you and, and then some. Someone's like, "Oh, you should go home." But then immediately gets put to rest because, well, Seraphimon gets put to rest. Um, what what is the point of this show now? Like, what are the, what are the kids like? Object? What are they actually aiming to do? Because like they have, uh, who I guess knows? just they have the legendary warriors. Yeah, they got to defeat some bad guys. I guess they have this thing where like, okay, they've got the egg, and that's like. They've got this thing where, like, okay, they need to deliver the egg to Rifonimon to bring Seraphimon back to life, which be- makes sense because, like, Seraphimon was like murdered basically, uh, and it was kind of that. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't their fault, but like, they had some responsibility to do that. It's the right thing to do. Blah 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 blah. You know, fine. That that's that's okay motivation, but it they need an overall goal and. They've just basically been told that they're... They were just basically excused of their duties. And the only reason they're going now is because the person that excused them from their duties, like, needs resurrecting, essentially. Like, they... It just gives a sense that, like, this is currently kind of aimless. And they're just being hounded by these douchebags for no reason. Their grand quest to talk to the manager so they can go home early. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, there there is no immediate, uh, like, goal right now, like... It's kind of weird. It's spirits, just like, I because oh, it's like, oh, I guess we got to get away. Uh, do we get the bee spirits? Do we revive Seraphimo? Like, what do we do? It's like there isn't yeah. really. It's not like they're like, oh, like if Seraphimo's not like, you need to find Ophanimon. She's here, and then like he, he's like, ah, oh, I've been one shot. I'm an egg now. Yeah. So Mercurymon says, "Can I doth thou offer you thine nice egg in this trying time?" So it's Take a, whole, a lap. Yeah, well, that's tough. Um, I'm B B minus. See me after class. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, okay. They've got passing. the thing of like getting the <laughs> yes, getting the spirits and that. But like, also again, what to what end? What is like? Hey, they get all the spirits. Then what? You know, yeah, exactly. Hey, p- peace is saved. Well, I mean, these these assholes only seem to be like really going after you. To be honest, um, they do get into that a little bit in the next episode, actually, with. with Grimmon being an asshole to people other than the the knuckleheads for once, or the chuckleheads. But I don't know. It's yeah, you know, just kind of. Anyway, I think I'm done with this episode. I don't know about yeah. the rest of you. I don't know about both of you, but I'm, I feel like I'm I've run out of steam for this one. I'm oh just no, like, I'm I'm definitely yeah. done with this episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, should we take a break before we go on? Yeah. Yeah, I, let's let's take a break. I think we need a, we need a quick break to recharge our engines, and then we'll be right back with episode fourteen of Digimon Frontier. We took a quick break, but now we are going to be covering episode 14 of Digimon Frontier. I This is twice that I've almost said Digimon Tamers, which is saying a lot about my <laughs> oh. mental state and like where I wish we were. That's sad. Tom, would you like to take the reins on this one? Oh, yes. On, on of, of Digimon Frontier, not Digimon Tamers, unfortunately. I'm going to forget. I'm going to pretend that I didn't completely forget that I will be reading the description. Um, Digimon Frontier episode 14. Episode 14 is called No Waymon, and it is following up pretty much immediately from where the last one left off with the chucklehead on a train out of there. I will say that it was written in English by Stephen J. Bloom. I'm not sure why they wrote his full name out, but yeah, Steve Bloom wrote this one. That's, he, that's what he used to go by. Yeah, it was written by Steve Bloom, and it was written in Japanese by... Sukihiro Tomita, and directed by Atsutoshi Umazawa. In Japan, this episode is called Breaking Thunder Bolgmon? <laughs> Bolgmon? Bolgmon, yeah. It's, it's named after Furbolg, the, the god the god of thunder. No, but which one is that? Is that is that his beast form? Yeah. But it has a different name. Okay, right, fine, fine. Sorry. Yeah, they all have different names. Different they were Digimon have in... different names. I meant for, like, YouTube. Yeah, they were changed in English for hashtag branding and hashtag nostalgia. I, 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 had, I had a feeling that might be the case. But sorry, the name Bolgmon. Yes, so in Japan it's called Rock Breaking Thunder, Bolgmon's Do or Die Challenge. Um, I'm sorry, I That's just find the name really Bol- good name. Bolgmon is really funny to me, I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway, this picks up immediately from the, where the last one left off with the kids on the getaway trailmon out of out of Sreffimon's castle. And, you know, they're kind of lamenting the whole situation whilst also being taken aback at just how fast this trailmon can go. It leads them to, after a bunch of tracks and changes and, you know, daredevil jumps between tracks, they eventually arrive in a underground cave area where they uh, have to find Waymon. Waymon, of course, we're familiar with from Adventure, but he is underground and he's not very happy about his lot in life because basically he used to be... Like the Waymon we knew from Adventure, he used to be out in the open seas and enjoying life. One day he accidentally ate a strange glowing object. wonder what that could be. And then coincidentally, sometime after that, his life in peace was disturbed by Grumblemon, who needed a bite to eat, a bite of fractal code in particular. So he smashed up a whole bunch of coastal area and, you know, ate all the fractal code. The resulting hole in the reality from that kind of ended up having a whole bunch of water getting poured in and Waymon being poured into this cave as part of that. So Waymon's very unhappy and he wishes he could get the hell out, but can't quite. 
while this is all happening, the goon squad are trying to like figure out a way to catch up with the kids. Not quite sure exactly where they're going. You know, there's some interesting conversation here between Mercurymon and Ranamon, who is Ranamon's kind of suspicious a bit of Mercurymon's intentions and like if he's going to return the fractal code he got off Seraphimon to Cherubimon or not and Mercurymon's like, all right, you just chill. You're kind of incompetent, so don't go talking shit. And also Mercurymon is kind of like, okay, well, Grumamon is kind of useless, so let's see how this goes. Eventually in the cave, and you know, after Waymon's like sort of told his whole story and so on, Grumamon shows up and Grumamon has a whole bunch of Gulamon alongside him to well, he doesn't, he doesn't bring them with him. He, like, creates them all using some of his magic, I guess. Because apparently that's... He uses his PCP. <laughs> yes, he does that and uh, <laughs> manages to summon a bunch of good... Some more, some more censored pentagrams here. <laughs> nice. So they have a fight with Lobomon and Agunimon. But Arbomon is also there, and he kind of does a sneak attack from behind and manages to, like, choke them out from a distance and and they're kind of taken out of the fight they're like really badly beaten up and they're they're like fractal code is showing even so like grumble month like you know time to get some spirits but you know tommy and jp are also here jp's kind of in a bad way and he nonetheless stands up for his friends and blah 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 and you know goes to fight and yeah he so he spirits evolves into beetlemon and then that doesn't turn out well at all but uh, just as it looks like all hope's lost and whatever, Waymon jumps in the way and you know manages to throw out the weird glowing object he found earlier, which happens to be the Beast Spirit, specifically the Beast Spirit of Thunder, which is what JP will now be taking. Gumamon dives for it, but doesn't manage to get it, and and so the Beast Spirit of Thunder goes to JP. JP then evolves into Ogmon, I guess, or known in the dub as Metal Kabuterimon. Who is yeah, kind of keeping on the same Beetle motif as with Beetlemon, but this one's more of like he's more of like an armored tank, really, of sorts, with a sort of the book. Yeah, it's it's funny that they call this a beast spirit. It does not look very bestial. <laughs> it's very mechanical. It's a robot yeah. spirit. It's very much it's very much the case of like, okay, well, it's on no legs, I guess, <laughs> like rather than two legs. So it's not bipedal. Although I guess Burning Greymon is bipedal as well. So that logic doesn't entirely hold up to scrutiny. But hey ho. Anyway, you know, he as with what happens when the other two became beasts for the first time, JP's kind of going fucking nuts, and you know, he manages to destroy a whole bunch of Golemon straight away. Arbomon's like, right, I'm getting the hell out of here. And oh, oh, oh by the way, at some point during all this, Arbomon slides evolved into Petaldramon, who is his beast form, but like, I don't think he does anything at all. <laughs> so <laughs> just kind of sits there menacingly. Yeah, exactly. And then JP does manage to take control of his beast spirit remarkably quickly, actually. And then he basically owns Grumbamon and some of his Golemon in like one shot. And then he turns into Beetlemon, takes Grumbamon's human forms. Grumbamon is finally completely out of the picture. And he also manages to rescue Zoe's spirit as well, which is something he promised he'd do earlier in the episode. So there's a bit more like, you know, flirtatious behaviour between those two. Kill me now. <laughs> and also as part of the Ruckus, the water, because Grumbamon was defeated, the water, the fractal code that he gobbled up earlier in Waymon's backstory returns. So all the water returns to the area, which means they need to get the hell out of there before they drown. So Wayman does manage to, manages to take the group in his mouth as he did back in Adventure and uh, he, he ferries them to safety. So that's nice. You guys remember Waymon? Waymon, you, you guys like Waymon, right? Everybody likes Waymon. I, you like Waymon? 
I don't. Got Waymon for you. Does he have the same voice actor? You like that? No, they, they yes. don't actually. Is that tickle? Doing a very different no, it performance. Does. It does. Very different performance. It does. I find. Yeah, Waymon. Waymon was a lot more. Yeah. Waymon was a lot more dignified voice actor, in adventure. Right, in this okay. one, he's kind of like big crybaby, <laughs> which you know, hey. That's what for you. Yeah, he's. Yeah. They, they kind of bully him about it too, and I felt bad for Waymon. Like, man, look at this dumb crybaby crying because he's not he's not in the ocean where he needs to live. And it's like I'm just like, jeez. He is kind of bullies. <laughs> I mean, he is, but like, I wouldn't see this beached whale and be like, God, quit crying about it, you stupid beached it's whale. It's true, but you shouldn't say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I thought this one was okay. Like, look, okay. I, I have. I I actually relatively like this one. I don't know if I go that far to use the L word, but um, <laughs> it was. Well, I I mean I did include the modifier of relatively. Okay, so. I mean relatively, yeah. I think this one kind of benefits a bit from. It's fairly straightforward. I feel like, and you know, it's a bit more like last episode was a big quote unquote big episode, but it kind of fell under like. It, it was kind of like aimless and just lacked lacked personality and so on, and the drama was un, undercooked. And uh, this one's a lot more straightforward, so I feel like in, in in comparison, it feels like yeah, okay, they did what they needed to do. They the aim of this episode was to give JP his B spirit. You know, he seems he comes across as a little more, you know, well, a little less pathetic than he normally does, I guess, which has been the theme. But you know what, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. Give a hot take. I I like the the JP moments earlier on, and I'm very mad that they undercut them with like Zoe being awful, and then Zoe being like, "You're so cool," and him be like, in the end, like he had a really good moment with like a line I really like with like with what he said I really liked, and then they kind of like undercut it. And I'm like, this sucks for him because he finally had like a moment where it's like, okay, like we see like a hint of a good person from him, and then they immediately just knock it down with a joke. There's a lot of like. A lot of his personality seems like it has to be in deference of Zoe, which just sucks ass. Um, like, a lot of it, like, yeah. oh, she can just say something and it will completely undercut any, like, you know, um, persona of confidence or whatever. Not even that. It's just like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Um, it's like, he kind of feels like the the Travis Sylvia relationship by the time you get to know what Heroes Free is like it's kind of like the thing where Travis is like, <laughs> no, this guy sucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick this guy's ass because he killed my friends or whatever. And it's like Sylvia's like, oh, are you really fired up? And he's like, no, this is fucking serious. Um, and then um, and then you know he'll be like, hey, I don't want to talk about our children. And she's like, no, bye. Like, oh no, it's it's just kind of sad. Like, <laughs> but that I was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I will say because. I want to I want to quote the line because I actually did enjoy it. It's like because like they're they're sort of cornered, right? Like that's when they're in the cave and they're they're cornered. I'm like, what do we do? Because like, what if the, the 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 goon squad catches up to us? And he's like, let him find us. I'm not afraid of that stupid runt. Like meaning yeah. Jumblemon. And she's like, wow, are you trying to impress me with a show of courage, JP? And he says, I'm not trying to show anything. Give me a break, will you? Grumblemon stole your spirit, and I want to get it back. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And I like that. It's not like him. Like trying to like impress her, like it's very clearly stated, like that he's not trying to impress. Like, he's trying to do an actually good thing and also stop the bad guy in the process. And then she's like, "It's your funeral," and I'm like, "Why would you do? Like, why would you immediately cut him down with this dumb joke and have him be like, oh, I'm because, so scared.' Because, actually, it's like that was a, that was a cool sucks. moment. Because Zoe's the worst. Zoe is. Yeah, 
She is she is actively a villain. <laughs> she she was the mole planted by Cherubimon. She is the Kenta of the series. No, I'm joking. <laughs> my my Kenta. <laughs> no, she's my Kenta. I, Kenta's much is better. Yeah, Kenta's way that. My, my Kenta hatred is uh, is more of a gimmick than anything. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, she Kenta is a better character than Zoe. That's what I'm gonna say. Scientists in a lab holding a test to like finally a female misogynist. <laughs> Yeah, and it's me talking about Zoe. <laughs> no, that's just Zoe with her own position in the in the yeah. show. Yeah, totally. It's, it's just a bit but she would call herself a misandrist, but she's really just a misogynist. Yeah, she's she's got a lot of internalized misogyny. Anytime they need the dialogue to feel like it was written by aliens, her character just bursts through the door like the SpongeBob fish. Like it's just <laughs> it's just weird. Like, anytime she's talking up to those JP, fires. yeah, the conversation just. Oh, just fucking dies a death, like a thousand deaths. It's just weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, the less time talking about Zoe, the better. Uh, she gets her spirit back. Great. Um, if you told me she loses it in the next episode, I would not even be remotely surprised. Um, so let's pray for that. Um, I don't know. She had a cool moment in the OVA. That's all she. That's, that's all she gets. She gets nothing else. You lose I mean, the day, honestly- etc. You're right. Like she is probably not going to get anything else of like any importance or like note. And who cares? It's Zoe. I've given her enough chances, but she then she said she then she said molto bene when he got the beast spirit, and then I was like, I I just, I hate her. She said she got a good Mamma Mia in this episode. Yeah, too. she goes Mamma Mia. Uh, also, shortly shortly before that, I think Koji says beans. <laughs> it's... No, it's Sakuya that says beans, which is the funniest thing because it's yeah. like why. He's just like beans. He's like we're trapped. Beans. I'm like what? I'd rather have someone. I'd rather have someone (laughs) say beans than fucking Mamma Mia. Sorry, but that's (laughs) okay. That that's a little afraidophobic. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, I forgive you. (laughs) Okay, I'd rather have someone say beans than Zoe say anything. How about that? Yeah, I mean, there we go. I kind of like Metal Kabuterimon's design. I just wish it wasn't linked to Kabuterimon. I kind of yeah. See, I was gonna. I was gonna. Can we? I guess we could, this is a good time to kick off the positivity corner, then, right? Because I've got, I've got things to say. Okay, let's kick off the positivity corner, and then we can go back to the negativity corner if it. we have more to say. So, <laughs> positivity corner time. All right. Um. Yeah, I like I like uh, Volgamon. I think it's a cool design. Again, not remotely bestial. It is it is very mechanical, but like the cannon on its head and like the tank treads and the the three barrel guns for hands and like the targeting yeah. systems. It, it looks very cool. It's like I would have if I was still in into toy collecting when this show was was airing in Canada. I probably would have got a toy of. of they Volgamon. should make a, a model kit of Volgamon. That's a cool. That's a cool dude. See, that was. You're you're making the the common uh, unfortunate mistake of presuming that any merch past Tamer or any season past Tamers gets merch. <laughs> I mean, Tamers barely gets merch too, unless it's like, hey, do you like uh, Gallimon and Bialzamon? But just because like those are cool digital. There's been an up, there's been an uptick in yeah. it lately because of the anniversary and that. But yeah, the, the, oh, it's true. definitely the case. And also, I don't think anyone's. I think Frontier's anniversary is currently ongoing, but who cares? <laughs> I know there's a pop-up shop in Japan, but... Oh, God. They probably have a pop... The pop-up shop stuff is... 
that kind of the pop-up shop involves someone in a zoe outfit berating you constantly (laughs) like i don't know this thing's supposed to be open (laughs) for like three hours or something right like and that's it it's just i don't know it's just weird i i I can't imagine that the prices and stuff like that aren't just ludicrously high like or for what they are like for whatever they're selling like i don't know i hear about this stuff all the time and it just feels like a relic of like before the internet existed (laughs) or before before like internet shopping was popular i don't know it's just strange to me that they still do those but whatever sorry semi semi tangent there um (laughs) the positivity okay so bogman though firstly i can't get over that name I don't know why. It just sounds ri- ridiculous. I'm I'm gonna link you the the Wikipedia page for Furbolg, so you can see that I'm not I'm not making this up. No, no, no. I believe I I I'm complete 100 percent belief about that being the name. I just think the name. Sh- you remember how I said earlier that like all of the uh, the main warriors have a different, um, not only a different visual motif but a different like language motif as well. Yes. Yeah, so, like, um, Metal Carpentarymon slash Bolgamons is Irish. So like, it's moved to, like, Ir- Gaelic names. And they like, went from German to Irish. Know, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So, like, there's there's some intentionality there, for sure. I think, for me, the problem is, it just sounds goofy. <laughs> is the thing. Like, <laughs> it just sounds strange. It feels like a weird, like, bastardization of, like, Bolt. Like, were you trying to say Boltmon? Which would make sense given the, you know, electrical theme or whatever. But That's already a Digimon, unfortunately. It is? Yeah, Bolt he's he's like a big Frankenstein dude with a big axe. Oh yeah, that sounds cool. Was he around then? Yeah, he he was actually um a like antagonist, like a Digimon of the Week in one of the C D dramas for Zero Two. Okay. And he was in the Wonderswan games. Oh, okay, right. That's that's better because <laughs> like, cause the audio dramas. I'm just like, uh, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like, are they even canon? I don't know. Who knows? Um, I mean, except for the except for the ones that we have latched onto when decided are extremely canon, of course. Which 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 one is that, Tom? Um, you you know you know the one. Which the, one? The ones. Oh, I'm, I'm forgetting. The ones that during turning red. <laughs> that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I just found that name really funny, but I don't mind. Like, yes, I I think I don't like the principle of like why they make these name changes and specifically what they're changing the names to. But I think Metal Cabuterimon works here. It's like it, you know, or like the grievances we've had before with like Kendo Gururimon. It's like why the why is it even Kendo? What 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 is Kendo about this? Um, it's Kendo. It's this one works because hey. It's a big metal book. Go figure. Like I don't know. It and it's it's kind of got like like the cannon on its head. It's like kind of like a horn. Like this is this is more reasonable than uh, Kendo Gururumon, but I still don't like it. Call it Metal Beetlemon. I don't know. Sure, or like <laughs> imagine if they call it like fucking Panzer Beetlemon or something. Like I don't know. Oh, that would be that would be rad. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Thunder Beetlemon would be my backup, but that's, like, a little less... That's a little underwhelming. Oh. 
Okay, they because they're they're continuing like the 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 Sentai theme for um Beetlemon's line here, where before he was like you know the the Sentai Ranger, and then now he's like the Megazord kind yeah. of like he is the the vehicle that he would pilot. So something like I don't know, uh, Rai Beetlemon might be cool, like R A I, like the Japanese word for for like yeah, that would be cool. Hmm. Mm. That'll be part of that'll be included in the the Novacast Frontier rewrite. So, like, the, the funniest thing is, like, mild spoilers, I guess, Tom, but, like, Zoe's Beast Form is the only one that doesn't have any connection <laughs> to the previous show. And I'm really curious as to why. Because they could have very easily been, like, you know, Harpy Bergeron or, like, Fairy Bergeron or something. But instead, they just they just threw their hands and went, fuck it. It's a weird thing of, like, her form, her Digimon form or whatever is, like, just more of, like, a... I mean, if you met to, um, I was going to say Gem 1, then. If you met to Adventure... <laughs> um, they're like you have Sora and Mimi and Kari I guess and like okay so their forms or their Digimon rather are you have a okay you have a giant cactus you have a bird and you have a cat like I don't know like I don't know what form or I haven't seen um, I haven't seen uh, Zoe's uh, beast form yet but I can't imagine it looks anything like either of those like I, I get I what I'm expecting is something like that ca- mildly carries on the sort of pixie fairy theme that Kazeman seems to have going on. Um, like, I don't know. I, I can't even imagine. We'll get there soon. I can't even imagine what it'll be. I guess a cat might be closest to what I'm sort of have could potentially theorize. But then, so like you do you do Gatomon right or Tailmon I guess. And Maybe. oh no, it will be Gatomon because it's the dub. Um, so. Maybe. Yeah, that's just a strange one. It's, it's hearing you say that her her beast form's name has nothing to do with the original series. It just seems odd. I wonder what it could be. Anyway, I'm. I'm... It it is really odd, yeah. Especially since for Tommy's, they stretch it so hard to try to get in the Kakumon reference in there, uh. and it doesn't work. Like it's really awkward. <laughs> oh no, oh no. Okay, well I've got those two to look forward to, I guess. Um. Oh, I guess we're still technically in the positivity corner. <laughs> um, so, That's right. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I... What am I going to say here? The voice of Train uh, Trailmon. Was that supposed to be Tom Waits? I, that's what I was thinking too. It, I was going through my mental list of okay, this is a celebrity impression, but which celebrity is it an impression of? Yeah. And that was the only one I landed on, and the only reason I landed on that is because I rewatched Seven Psychopaths <laughs> recently. Right. And I, I like this um, trail. He has a role he's, in that. He's fun. Yeah. He's fast, which seems uncommon. And he 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 even sings a song too, which you know is very you know very Tom Waits esque. Yes. Yeah. He's even that like Johnny Cash maybe, but I don't know. They already did Johnny Cash last season. Oh, they train. did, yeah, they, they, yeah, that's right. They, they, they did that. That's what I was, that's probably what I was thinking of. Run. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Sorry. I hate that film so much. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that was fun, but I guess that, that's not really a proper thing. So I'll, I'll just say, um, I like that they killed Kuberman. <laughs> I like that they didn't, like, fuck around about it. You like that they had a victory finally? They got yeah. to hold one W? It's extremely definitive. I don't know. Um, I like that. Um, I thought um, Peldramon was kind of creepy in a fun way. Like, when, I wasn't expecting that 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 slide, and I'm also like, I don't really understand why it happened still. But like, 
Pilgrim. Because you got to show off that like there's a bad another bad guy. Why don't you dig? Yeah, meet again. Meet meet the new boss, same as the old boss. But they could have just saved that for like whenever when the episode. When all of them was actually the focus of the episode. See, know. you would think you, would uh, no, you don't understand. When Grumblemon first appeared, he did like four or five unnecessary slide evolutions. You got to do at least one. I forgot. I forgot he did. I forgot he slide evolved in the episode he showed up in. Like I, I've, I thought that was like a later episode or something. Um, okay. Um, but I thought he was cool. He has like a weird look to him. It kind of reminds me of um, you know the fucking. Okay, so SCP. That stuff can be fun. Uh, like the the silliest one of those is the like invincible lizard thing. Um, and yeah. I don't know any, so I'm just kind of like nodding along. But just oh, hearing you okay. say like SCP invincible lizard thing is incredibly hilarious. Do you know? Do you okay? Do you know what SCP is? Like, I, I know whole, what it is. I just I just whole don't read them just because I'm not a yeah yeah. I think it's six eight two, the one that's like a a big immortal lizard. Yeah, okay, the whole the whole gimmick of it is like literally nothing can kill it or like get rid of it, and uh, it's a whole thing of like, oh, we have God in here, and like God says, oh, I want nothing to do with that. That's not my problem or whatever. Uh, and it's it's just like a okay, this is the most eye rolling shit. But there's like a picture of it. It looks like someone just toasted a lizard, <laughs> um, and that's it's yeah. It, like like many SCPs, that famous picture is just a stolen art installation <laughs> that they did not oh, credit the artist for. Fun, fun. So, um, is that all? Is that just the weird, just like the one seven three or the the, the weeping angels or, or whatever? Like that 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 one. I forgot which yeah. one those came first actually. Uh, so there was one where they do. I think I think the weeping. Angel, I know. I, I think know the, the weeping angel one was the genesis of the entire. I know SCP, the weeping angel like, one. Yeah. Meme. Yeah, yeah. There's some fun ones in there. Um, um. I like I like the machine that like I feel like my favorite one of those is always going to be like the machine that like refines shit or makes it really rough. <laughs> um, and then they like they put a person in there and then like they're like what came out was redacted and it's just okay this is stupid <laughs> but like in a fun way. Um, and then, like, there's the one about the haunted, like, NBA tape recording. Um, that was that was quite a fun one in like a really fucked up way. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I yeah, I think the the really stupid and inane SCPs are fun, and you can tell the people writing them had like so much fun doing it. Yeah. But the ones that try to be serious and scary are always so corny. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. There's some like really like you know really edgy ones in there that are just like oh my god. Yeah, like, the, I, I, that's why I like the the goofy ones is because like it, I think it takes more talent yeah. to write something goofy that's still fun rather than writing something that tries to yeah. be like serious and scary. Slow nuts. So I'm. And I, then yeah, Sonic.exe's eyes I'm, were red, yeah. blood red. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't I haven't read the wiki in Me like neither. almost half a decade now, but I remember like I used to in university just like between classes throw it up and hit, hit random page a couple times and see what see what was there. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I haven't read it in so long. I would say Sloan, If you want to look up some fun ones, yeah, look up those that were mentioned, but also um, uh, look up the it's called like Mister Mister Jeeves or something or whatever. It's like a it's like a butler they can just summon. And he can do whatever. Uh, <laughs> that sounds scary. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, I think the whole. F- <laughs> also, I thought you were gonna say Mr. Burns, and I was like, is there like a officially branded like Simpsons SCP with Mr. Burns? Yeah, that's that's what the S and SCP stands for. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Simpsons contain, protect, or whatever. Um, 
Yeah, also control is great, and that's obviously just entirely owes a huge debt to SCP, so, you know, that's uh, that's cool. Anyway, sorry, yeah, this is a long way of saying that, like, I looked at Petaldramon, and I'm like, well, that reminded me of something. Oh, yeah, it's the weird lizard thing from the SCP stuff. Um, so that's kind of cool. I like when there's a creepy-looking creepy, creepy looking guy. Oh, worry not, that design will get thoroughly ruined for you because of how silly they treat it. Okay, great, great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't. I just don't want to get your hopes up because it, it is a cool design. It is wasted I on love this character. Pedal I don't think I had hopes per se. I was just like, in the moment, that looks cool. I know as a character, nothing good is coming through us at all. So okay, you know how they have um like like the like the like the five foot long uh ferret plush, <laughs> like the life size ferret. Yeah. I I want I want like a six foot long pedal Dramon plush. Yeah. With the mossy texture. I mean, yeah, like like it can be like maybe you can use like wool for it or something, just like something like soft and fuzzy. But like that would oh man, I want now I'll never know like the, the warmth and love of a life size petal Dramon plush. <laughs> I think it was like the size of a cave. <laughs> That'd be pretty big. Well, I mean like quote unquote life size. Okay. Sloan, positivity corner, what's your contribution for this episode? Uh Honestly, JP, I really like those moments that he had. I wish they were undercut because, like, it does. I think it does like give his character like the chance of growth as opposed to like, like, because like we've seen him like he's kind of been like harsh and like jaded and very cynical about friendship and stuff, and like he's clearly not a good person. I mean, like, look at how he's treated like everyone like in the first episodes. Like, none of the characters are good, but JP had a particularly rocky start. But I, I like that this kind of shows some growth of him. Being like, hey, like. I'm going to do this thing, not because it will impress the girl that I, I like for whatever unknown reason, God, who could even like Zoe, but like, because it's a, it's a, it's a good thing to do. And like, he is a hero. He is ostensibly a hero. So that's why you should do it. I think that was great. Like, I wish that they ran with that further. And especially because this is like fundamentally JP's episode. Yeah. His, ca- his character is just so yeah, messy. No, I, I agree like, with that. Half half of it It is. Half of it is about like a character who is acting in, you know, ostensibly heroic fashion and so on. It's it's fairly atypical, but I don't know. I kind of wish if that was if that was all JP was or whatever, or like, you know, was the main crux of his character without any of the like weird, you know, miso hungry uh, stuff going on. It's like I'm just so I don't know, it's just so I, with with that stuff, he just he just feels like a character that's been written by like two different people or like two different like characters like mushed into one, and it just they, they don't make sense whatsoever. Like yeah, it's, I don't know. because we are gonna learn. We've we've seen some of like his like hangups with like friendship, like in like the daycare episode. We're gonna see more stuff, and I think this is like a decent way for like his character to start evolving past like that very like selfish like self-centered person that's very cynical about friendship and like helping others and whatnot and i think that that could be a good start but it's like oh yeah they, it's just just had to ruin it's that, just huh? not written well and like I, I i at this point i don't know what more to say about it other yeah than exactly just, he's just not being written well and they need to figure out what they want his character to be they can't just have him like you know um waving back and forth between these two completely different archetypes of like gluttonous glutton- F- figure out what you do JP yeah, you had all summer to think about it's it like, it's like it's like, on one, like half the time he's like portraying like most of the seven sins and then on the other, on the other end of things he's just basically being 
like tie or whatever. Like it doesn't it doesn't gel at all. So yeah, uh, yeah it, it's it's a shame. It it feels like it is it is opposed to like say you know Zoe who's just underwarming entirely or like. I feel like Tommy is is kind of an example of like how you do that successfully, where like they got they really walked back from his like more annoying or like more immature traits, like the whole crybaby thing, and they just yeah. focused on him just being like this sort of peppy little lad. Uh, and I wish if J- if JV could just be like, oh, I want to be heroic, but like I don't know, maybe he has his confidence setbacks because I don't know of like for whatever reason or one another, like. That would be a good character, you know. That'd be a tolerable character at least. But uh, as it is, he just sort of flashes in, and then and then it's undercooked. So they're trying to skip the queue. Yeah, it's a they're shame. trying to skip the queue with him as they try and skip the queue with so much in this show. Yeah, like I think we've probably seen the most development from like Tommy, and then probably JP, and like the crew is probably like a third. But it's like it's like oh like. It's clear that they did have some ideas. It's just that they didn't like they kept waffling with these characters too much, and they're like like they didn't want to commit to anything in particular. Like this, these characters, everything it was written without like purpose and without intent. It feels like like they didn't have like a clear like goal of like what they wanted JP's character to surmount to, right? Like they didn't say like okay like what is what is his defining like character going to be in the end? It was really just like a like okay, like, we'll sort of mishmash some things together, throw it out the wall, and, like, kind of hope it works, and it doesn't. Yeah, I I mean, I feel like that's true of all the characters, and in the case of Tommy, they just completely shifted him over. Like, it it didn't feel too extreme to the point where, like, you know, he just felt like he was a completely different character, but it was definitely a stark, it was definitely a sea change. No, yeah. And like, why can't they do that with the other characters? Like, why does JP have to be this guy who's, like, yeah, ex- no, exactly. still kind of like a, a dickhead? But, and then yeah. has these flashes. Why can't he just be, like, the sort of, you know, compassionate, wants to be a do-gooder, has self-doubt? So why can't that just be his character? Why does he, why does he also need to be... And, and yeah. even though, even besides that, I just think they don't give stuff the time to breathe, like I said. So it's just, maybe they, maybe they did decide to do that, and it's yeah. just not coming across well because of them trying to, again, skip the queue on, I don't know, these these character moments. Like, yeah. there, there were two points in this episode. Like, there's a brief conversation between him where he's like, oh, I'm going to get your spirit back, Zoe. And then there's the bit later on where, like, he goes, I'm going to, you know, I've had an update with you, Grumamon. And then, you know, there's that moment. It's like, you don't even understand the meaning of friendship. He was doing the Gallimon thing. He he just watched Chambers and he's like, oh, Gallimon had that really cool line. I should use that. Yeah, it's just very... Uh, I, I, I'm repeating myself now, so I'll, I'll just say it for the last time. It's just undercooked. They need to spend yeah, more time and letting it breathe. Uh, yep. And, uh, and yeah. uh, my last thing I'll say is I really love um, Grumblemon and Arbormon. It's like the super idiot like buddy cop duo. Like them just like getting on each other's nerves and just being absolutely stupid as they're walking through the tunnels. I, I'm sorry, that was great for me. They're just so dumb and I love them. I am I mean, I'm glad to see Grumblemon leave, don't get me wrong, but I was, I did enjoy them just being stupid idiots together. Speaking of stupid idiots uh, and and whatever, um, that one face Nemon gets, or Nemon gets in this episode, you know the one? Oh, oh yeah, the side eye. That has to be title card. The smug meme face. <laughs> For this episode. Oh, please. I, don't worry. I already have a save. Nice. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I, 
That feeling when you're trying to save God's egg and everyone else is dying. That's that's some weird, like, there was that moment, and then there was also the moment with Pokemon just being like, hey, you know, give the egg to me. I'm going to, I'm going full mom mode. Um, She, her, Pokemon. I guess. Is valid. (laughs) Glad you made the joke so that I (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Thank you, because I was like, uh, hang on, (laughs) what's going on? Um, But yeah. do we give Tom the pass? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm. I'm. I will. I will. I will kind of need decline. Um. But yeah, I, I find it funny because I feel like Pokemon's been wearing that thing around his like wa- around. Yeah, Pokemon's been wearing that thing around the waist for like the entire series, and now it's just like, oh, it's for an egg. It's like I. Yeah. So Tom, that's why we couldn't do um Island of the Lost Digimon after episode thirteen because of the egg. Ah, because there's no egg in in Island of Lost Digimon, so uh, yeah, okay, yep, yep, that makes sense. Right, right, that's pretty fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had no, I had no real issue with the ranking of everything, the Kazimon stuff, but also, yeah. <laughs> who cares? Um, so yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it's just Kazimon. It's just Kazimon. Kazimon had like one cool moment in that, and there you go. That's all she gets ever. Um, but yeah, and also no, um, no like. I'm really grateful they also didn't like. They could have easily had Metal Capitarium show up, and like they didn't, so that was that was good. Uh, in in the in the OVA, I mean, they could have had that happen, but yeah, that would have yeah. been confusing. <laughs> um, yeah, imagine that happened, and Tom, you're just like, wait, what's the who's this guy? And it's like, oh, fuck? we'll see. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure you would have put it in the right place and just be like, eh, don't worry about the egg. It's don't fine. worry about it. it. Eh, it's fine. They, they, they left it with Trailmon. I guess. Yeah, they 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 the egg was left um like in the in the normal digital world and not in the cross dimension. <laughs> hey, what what's going on with um the villains don't really seem to care about the Trailmon. Like, I thought they were going to like try and stop Trailmon and like kill him. Interrogate him. Yeah. But like they they just let him go. Like Yeah, that is kinda weird. If you're on a track, there's not a whole lot you can you can give about where they got went. It's like uh, they, I went to the end of the track and then they left. They, I mean like <laughs> they could have like tipped say. him over. Like that would have been a very villainous thing. They're assholes. And they're idiots. They don't really need to do anything. Yeah. They, really, they don't really need to justify their evil doings. They just kind of do them. I don't know. See, what the kids should have done is they should have, like, blown up the tunnel, like, the further in they went, so that way the bad guys, the goon squad, couldn't have chased them. <laughs> you could just, you could just drown and killed Arbormont and Grumblemont if you, you were, were smart about it. You are attributing a, a level of intelligence to these characters that they do not deserve, Sloane. I don't, I don't know, Zoe is villainous enough to, like, suggest just, like, drowning their enemies. No, these are just, these are just brats, like, they're not... They're not schemers, you know. I don't think. Zoe probably is. She's Italian. JP, but when he was in like full sicko mode in like the first two episodes <laughs> of the show, he's kind of a schemer. He's kind. Of, he was kind of a schemer. Yeah. But then they kind of. He would have been like, "Hey, Tommy, we're gonna go kill these guys. <laughs> you win." And Tommy's like, "Gee, I don't know, Mister." It's like fucking. Um, I've been thinking about this all episode because because uh, of what we were talking about earlier before we started recording. But I just can't help but, like... You were talking before about mapping the Frontier cast onto, like, Seinfeld characters and shit. Now I'm just... Now I just can't help but think about fucking, like, what succession characters are the Frontier cast. And it's, like... JP and Tommy are just... Um, it's Tom and Cousin Greg, right? That's 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 who they are. Like... <laughs> Don't... 
Listen, don't don't go there quite yet. Their relationship goes in a really weird direction. <laughs> oh, in, in, oh, okay, I have that right, feeling right. about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. No, I'm like, sure. Okay, slow, JP and Tommy's relationship—they're not related. I mean, I mean, still, I still have a weird feeling about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, I will. I will say this much: the the it, it involves the one of them saying to the other, "I would castrate and marry you in a heartbeat." Okay. That's fairly that's fairly standard for Tom, because I know I know Tom said that. That, not that Greg. would that would be that would be <laughs> that would be Takuya and Koji, I think. <laughs> That'd be JP and JP and Zoe. Um, <laughs> um, Whoa! <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> um, I could see him saying that rather is what I mean. Um, yeah, okay. I, I maybe need to finish the sh- I, I maybe need to finish the series first um, before I start doing that, but. Um, but yeah, I could. I don't know. I have, it has a similar energy. Right? Is, is, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Mina. Yeah, the weird, the weird pseudo subservience. Yes, exactly. Like one of them just a total a hole, and he was like, <laughs> "Okay, uh, yeah, sure, why not?" Yeah, yeah to- to- total a hole and total doormat. Though I don't, I don't think that Tommy is uh, th- thrown up through his uh, beast spirit <laughs> after hotboxing a, a car. And I don't think, um... Mama, I threw up, and it's him in the doorway looking at Pokemon. I, I also don't think JP has done something that I'm not even going to repeat because that would be horrendous to map onto that character. But yeah, you know, the 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 the, the rhomboid party thing is what is all what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. Uh, all right, this this is this is over. Um, Do I have anything else to say about now? No. Okay. Goodbye, Grumblemon, and good riddance. Yeah, that guy. He got owned. Also, um, at the end of the episode, when I think it's Tommy's like, did we die? I just put in my notes, I wish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, can you can you whip us up uh, an R.I.P. Bozo Grumblemon <laughs> edit for promotional sake? I can't do it. <laughs> I, I, I don't have the I don't have the facilities uh, for that. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's 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 on you, Mina. Sorry, I'm leaving that. With, <laughs> I'm leaving that with you. Rest in peace, Bozo. Yeah, my people. That's show up at Grumman's funeral. Just make sure he was dead. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's Digimon Frontier for the week. Next week we have a bunch of Arbormon stuff. I'm guessing. Maybe we do. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So, so before, the show is utterly predictable. So it begins. Before we get Come to on. what episodes we're covering next week, though, Mina, if anyone wants to send in an email about. Rip Bozo, Grumblemon, you're dead. Where can they send that to? You can send your Grumblemon obituaries uh, to diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D-I-G-I Novacast at gmail.com. Or you can head over to our Twitter, which is at diginovacast, exact same spelling. And you can either at us if you're bashful, or you can slide right into our DMs if you're bold. Uh, please, no fishing links, no butthole pictures. Those are our only parameters as of now. That we will add to that list if you violate us, though. So, uh, do not yeah. do not test. We haven't it. said do we have don't list, don't put in any Zoe propaganda. Pro Zoe propaganda. <laughs> no, you can do that. We'll just uh, we'll just make fun of it if you do. Um, I also, yeah, that's, actually, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since we've had any. If, okay, if you like Zoe, please let us know so that way we can question why. No. Generally, if you if you similar to the other emails we've had about people who are more perhaps more sympathetic to uh, Frontier than we are, then then yeah, we'd like to know why. Yeah, we want to know. We may be incredulous, but uh, we won't be rude or mean. No, we won't. I can promise that. <laughs> right? 
No, I yeah, I'm not gonna be, if a if someone likes it, I'm not gonna be mean. I may be curious as like if you like Zoe, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, curious. I'm not gonna make any promises. <laughs> You've been warned, um, <laughs> viewers. I mean, uh, readers, listeners, whatever. What, what what do we call our listeners? Listeners, we call them listeners. There we go. Okay. What, what's what's our what's our like fan base name for like all our stands? Like Nova Casties, Casties. Um, Casties hey, kind Kasti. of sounds like a no, no. I'm 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 vetoing that. Like it's like Oomphy. Like hey, Casty. And it, Cassie was embarrassing on the timeline again. Anything that sounds remarkably sim- remotely similar to Groupie, I'm I'm vetoing massively. So maybe just avoid the E's. What about Novies? No, no, Novens. <laughs> Novens. Novens. Okay. I'm just calling Novians. Okay, Novians. I'm calling them all bogs from now on. So you know, there you go. Yeah. Okay, okay. You're all bull. You're all our bogs. <laughs> you are... That's it. That's that's the that's that's the Novacast, you are all bogs uh, now. Fan group name is bogs. <laughs> Um, yeah. Talk about references to two <laughs> yeah. people. Um, yeah. So yeah. Any any emails we appreciate. We haven't had any butthole uh, picks in a while. So but we we remain vigilant. Is what I mean to say. That I'm not inviting them. I'm saying. <laughs> I thought you were just saying like you're expecting or hoping for them because of that. I mean, look, it, it, it's been a while. <laughs> so if if they were to happen again, you know, the longer we go without one, the more likely it becomes. We get more. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. But also, don't. Do not. Don't not? Do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, anyways. Mina, what have you been up to, and where can we find you? I am on Twitter, at ScrappyDevil. Um, I've been up to a couple things this past week. So, uh, first and foremost, I saw the... Uh, very, you know, hyped and um, acclaimed film, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, starring Michelle Yeoh and uh, Kehu Kwong. Um, it was amazing. <laughs> I really adored it. I don't think that I've enjoyed that movie, uh, a movie that much in probably like a decade. Like, usually I'm the type that I need some distance from something before I can decide how I feel about it, because recency bias is a bitch, and I, I don't want to, you know be lured into the the notion that the most recent thing I experienced is my favorite thing. Um, that being said, as soon as I got out of the movie theater, I opened up my list of my top 30 favorite movies and put it on the, in the top 10. <laughs> like, it is phenomenal. It is fantastic. I can't say that much about it without spoiling anything, nor would I want to, because this is the type of movie that the the absolute least you know going into it, the better, and that like I mean, like don't even watch the trailer. Just stay away from all information about it. It's amazing. Trust me. Go see it. Um, let me know what you thought of it after you see it, because I'm I'm adoring talking about how good this movie was with other people. With that little promo out of the way, um, I have been playing some Guilty Gear Strive again. I took a long break from the game. I, I didn't touch it at all during the the latter half of the DLC season. But um, I picked it up again because I uh, heard some leaks about potential characters that are coming in Season 2 and I wanted to be uh, prepared for that. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I tried Biken uh, in Strive for the first time. She was my, my secondary main in uh, Revelator 2. Um, I'm not a huge fan of all the ways that they, they changed her in this game. I, I really miss her, her variable guard cancel follow-ups and, and parry follow-ups, but... Her her new parry mechanic is is really cool. It's it's huge damage. It feels so satisfying to land. Um, her tether is also cool, but I have not even start scratched the surface with how you're supposed to use it. It's 
it seems that both all at once, both very gimmicky and like essential to her game plan. So I'm I'm having a hard time figuring out when the best time to apply it and against which characters and and all that. But she's cool. She's fun. Um, Testament also really cool. They're the final character for season one, and um, it it's unfortunate to say I don't think they're very good, <laughs> like in terms of game balance. But they are very fun, and I guess that's all that really matters in terms of uh, casual play. So. Gave them both a spin. Uh, finally got the last three trophies I needed to get the the platinum for that game. The last one I got was beating the super boss of arcade mode, which is a nightmare because it means you have to make it all the way through arcade on the highest difficulty without even losing one round. Jeez. And then beat this boss, which is probably one of the most blatantly busted fighting game bosses I've ever seen. So, like, it has all the hallmarks of a fighting game final boss. Like, it reads your inputs. It has moves that are way better than any moves you can ever do, including if you're playing as the character who is the final boss, you cannot do one iota <laughs> of what this boss version can do. Um, he's got, like, infinite teleports. He's got a grab that he can combo off of and does, like, a quarter of your health on its own. Um, all of his moves, all of his attacks, including his normals, do chip damage. So even if you're blocking every attack, you you can lose just to chip damage. And yeah, it, it just feels so busted. The only I, I will fully admit the only way I was able to do it is by exploiting a bug in the AI where if you taunt it, if you like kind of like stay just out of range of his uh, attacks, you can kind of like uh, goad the AI into teleporting. And right as soon as you see the teleport flash, if you hit the grab button, your character will intercept the teleport and grab him and throw him to the floor. And if you just do that over and over again and get really lucky with um, not getting hit, then you can do it. Uh, I, I have no idea how anyone could do that fight legitimately because he has so much health, does so much damage. It just feels like it feels le- like legitimately impossible unless you got like a cheesy strat like that. So kudos to anyone who was <laughs> able to beat it legitimately. I don't believe you exist, but kudos anyway. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad that's out of the way so that I can um, not think about it ever again because it was like a solid like evening of just just trying and slaying my head against his boss over and over again. Ouch! That sounds shit. <laughs> yeah, you did it. It 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 hasn't it hasn't been the most fun. Yeah, but that aside, uh, I haven't been up to too much. Uh, rewatched a couple of movies that I uh, picked up on Blu-ray for cheap a while back. Um, Adventures of Tintin on on Blu-ray. It's the animated one directed by Steven Spielberg, and it is still holds up really really well. I think of all of the mid two thousand ten era um, mocap CGI movies, it definitely holds up the best because it's got like enough stylization that it looks it avoids the uncanny valley. Like they look like cartoon characters still instead of looking like realistic people. Uh, and I really appreciate that, because if, if you compare it next to, say, uh, Robert Zemeckis's, um A Christmas Carol or Beowulf, like, both of those movies look really creepy and uncanny by today's standards. But Tintin has aged really well, and I'm, I'm really happy with uh, how it turned out. Uh, yeah. Any of those films, any of any of those Zemeckis films, like uh, the fucking Polo Express or whatever the fuck, they all look god-awful. And I feel like they always did at the time. Like, Christmas Carol was just creepy as yeah. hell, even at the time. So, I'm glad he's, I don't know, retired. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad that, um... What was that last movie he did? Welcome to Mar something? Oh, no idea. Mars Needs Moms? <laughs> no, Mel- welcome to Mar... 
No, that that one did kill his career, but this one this one killed it even deader. So okay, it was called Welcome to Marwin. It was uh, a movie oh, starring okay. Steve uh, yeah. Carell. I know that one. That I've never about. heard of this. Um, yeah, apparently the the movie kind of erases like all of the the real life person's queerness and like oh a lot of the reason why he made this little fantasy village as escapism. Um, but the funniest thing about that movie was that they positioned it as like a big Oscar contender. Like they released it right at the end of December um, in 2018. They had lots of, of buzz for it. A ton of stars are in it, even just for small cameos. Um, you know, they gave it a lot of prestige and a lot of advertising. And like, I remember even, even before the movie came out, there was an advertisement for the Academy that said, for your consideration, Steve Carell and Welcome to Marwin, which is crazy presumptuous. And it turned out to be even more presumptuous than they could have imagined because the movie came out, bombed critically, bombed financially. <laughs> like, it it did terribly. It got, like, torn apart critically. Um, it flopped at the box office because its competition was uh, Aquaman. Oh, God. <laughs> and Aquaman and Bumblebee. So DC and Transformers, two huge franchises that have built-in fan bases. They said time to bully. Yeah, so it, it made... Only $13 million against a projected budget of $50 million. Good. Um, and it has... 50 million, 50, million seals does, 50 million still seems kind of low for an animated film. Well, it's it's live action with brief animated segments in it. Oh, okay. Right, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, $13 million on a $50 million budget. So not even not even half of its budget recouped in the, at the box office. It has like thirty percent in Rotten Tomatoes. Um, you know, a lot of the reviews even call it out for feeling like it's exploitative and trying to be, um, you know, win awards rather than tell a compelling story. And yeah, like it's just it's such a hilariously um, misfired attempt at making a like a Oscar bait film, and I I, I never forget it. I, every single time I think about like the Uncanny Valley. Um, of Robert Zemeckis, I think about that movie and how it was his last chance to kind of put his his foot in the door of, of uh, Hollywood relevance, and <laughs> instead it got slammed shut on his toes. Well, maybe Back to the Future, like I don't know, just give up after that. Like you've already you've already made the perfect film. I don't know, who cares? He made the first Pirates of the Caribbean too. I think he made Mars. Mars I remember being pretty good. Needs no, that was the um, best movie. No, that was that was <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean was. Gorvibensky or whatever, wasn't it? Was it? I thought maybe maybe Robert Zemeckis just produced it then. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, like yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. He did Back to the Future and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and both of those are fantastic. Right. And then exactly everything, everything after that is like Forrest Gump shit. Um, What Lies Beneath shit. Whoa, wait, um, wait, wait. Polar. Forrest Gump. That, that's that's not a right film. What's wrong with that? I don't know. I think I think it's pretty shit. It's okay. That's a minority opinion. You have to admit that that's 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 a I, may, maybe I don't know. It's it. It just feels again. It feels like it's a movie that was made to win awards. It it just feels, just feels very insincere and blithe, in my opinion. I'm, uh, you know, that's fine. I'm just like you know, it's the first time I've anyone heard anyone call that film shit. It's all. <laughs> I, I'm, I I don't even think it's it's like amazing or anything. I just think it's okay. But you know. Anyway, whatever. Fine. Yeah, go on. Go ahead. Oh, he also go made ahead, Flight. I haven't seen Flight, but apparently that one was pretty good. No idea. Never heard of that. The, the, it's the Denzel Washington one. I don't think I've ever seen a single film with Denzel Washington in it. Which is weird. I know. I'm, I'm... I know. But 
I, I'm I'm trying to scan my brain to see if you're missing anything. And like Man on Fire. Certain scene certain scenes from Training Day. Oh, I think I might I might have seen Training Day actually. Yeah, I, I it's been a long time though. But yeah, I like Man on Fire I know is a film people go mad about, but uh yeah, I don't know. Oh he was he was he was Malcolm X and um Spike Lee's Malcolm X film. That one that one's good. Okay. Fair enough. Um yeah, honestly, aside from that, I'm looking at his entire uh, filmography right now. I feel like we're really, uh, yeah, no, I feel like we're really, we're really losing lot. our target audience here. Maybe <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like thinking about. Well, okay, welcome to the Novacast. We go on, we go on long <laughs> tangents about Denzel Washington film. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so I'll, I'll wrap things up in a bow. Adventures uh, to Tintin, Tin, still really good. Uh, I'm not sure how easy it is to, to see nowadays. I don't know if it's on any streaming services. I just have the Blu-ray because it was like 10 bucks on Amazon way back in like December. Um, but if you haven't seen it and you want a good animated film that feels like the best third Indiana Jones film we never got, or fourth Indiana Jones film we never got, uh, check it out. It's really good. Cool. I should watch that. With With that being said, Tom, where can we find you? What have you been up to? Yeah, you can find me at Cold Man Hot. Um, I have uh, that's on Twitter, of course. Um, until Musk buys it, and then I'll be out of there. Um, I uh, haven't been doing too much because I caught COVID. Wah, wah. Um, so the last week has been bummer, to put it lightly. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's been a mild, thankfully, a mild case of it uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's been very much like. Yeah, not fun. So um, I've been trying to occupy myself with bits and bobs. Uh, as I told from what I talked about earlier, I've been watching more Succession, which is continuing to be like the most incredible train wreck of a thing to watch for me. Uh, anyway, that's cool. Um, Ghost Game came back. That was nice. Uh, but also uh, I started watching Spy Family. I, I heard you're not supposed to pronounce the X. Spy yeah, X family. It's, it's like Hunter Hunter. The X. The X Hunter is X Hunter. Silent. I don't know. I... Spy X. Sp- Spy Cross Wars. Jeff, I can I can do it too. I can do it too, Sloan. Spy Cross Family would be fine. Spy Family sounds really generic, uh, which is a shame. Anyway, the point is, it's a good show. If you if you're not aware of it, it's like it's an it's an yes, it's an adaptation of a popular manga. Hey, big surprise. Um, uh, it's about a makeshift family that gets formed of a spy working for the government, and this is like a fictional nation. Uh, every, all, all the nations in this thing are fictional, but like he's working for one nation, trying to like, you know, get into the business of another. Blah blah blah. He's doing typical spy shit. Very much the gentleman spy type, like a, a, a Bond esque figure, perhaps. Um. His uh, adopted daughter, who is a telepath, and he has no idea that she's a telepath, so she can read his every thought. She's fully aware that he's a spy. He's trying to hide it from her. And then you've got his uh, his wife, who is uh, in, an, an assassin. Uh, he doesn't know she's an assassin. She doesn't know he's a spy. And you know, both of them are what they are. Um, and uh, it's kind of like a ridiculous comedy, um, which is incredibly stylish. Um, it's great. All the characters are fantastic. Uh, Andrew's adorable. Uh, Law, no, sorry, Lloyd and Yor are incredible. Uh, I, I really enjoy it so far. It's it's a lot of fun. So uh, I'd, I'd recommend that to anyone looking to pick up a new uh, anime to watch. 
I'm I'm glad that we're we're finally in an era where where people are using Anya faces as reaction images because I'm it's very refreshing after seeing so many smug and condescending anime girls that we have one that's just totally gobsmacked all the time <laughs> as a common reaction image instead. Yeah, I, I like. I, I think these. It's like a, the, this main trio are like incredibly like charming. It's it, it's hilarious how like yeah they're very charming and like they obviously play up like, like oh you know like uh, Lloyd's supposed to be the most dashing person and like oh they, they go like full femme fatale with your and uh, and then yeah Anya is just like the most like ultimate scrimblo blimbo whatever like very much that type of vibe from her but like the whole the whole interplay of them having no idea what the other person knows about them and also like trying their hardest not to make sure they find out more than they need to or whatever is is really funny and also like the whole there's a whole sequence of like the the characters around them as well are like really fun like specifically the most like vicious there's a lot of like um mccarthy-esque uh stuff and like world war ii-esque like you know if you suspect your espionage yeah if you or not even that but like if you suspect your neighbor's a spy report it to the police or whatever like that kind of stuff going on it plays a lot with like the it's ostensibly supposed to be in the modern day but also like you know it's very it's very Lupin, I would say. It has a very similar aspect to Lupin stuff, uh, like Lupin the Third stuff. So it's great. I, I I really like it. It's immediately accessible, I think, and I'm excited. I'm in, I'm excited to see where it goes. But yeah, it, it seems like another a fun addition to the to the pile. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend that. Um, it's rare I get to recommend an anime or like talk about one other than Digimon, I guess. Um, so that's nice. Um, yeah. I don't really keep up with stuff because most of it seems like. Hot garbage, if I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> but uh but this seems this this is pretty fun. Um and then other than that, um not great I'm I am i am trying to play through more of the Great Ace Attorney. My attention span at the moment has been kind of wrecked. So but I am trying to get I've I'm on the second case of the second game now and I'm trying to get through that. Um, enough no fault of the game, I think it's just my own sort of attention span is terrible at the moment, but That's totally fair, yeah. Yeah, but I'm 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 enjoying what I've seen. I think it's just a thing of like very much like oh I'm in the second game and like we're back in like Sosuke again. <laughs> like, oh great. Okay. Uh, or Soseki. Uh, I don't know how you suppose how you supposed to pronounce his name, but like very Soseki. Yeah, you very much just like it feels like a not so much a direct continuation of the last game as like, oh, this is just like the rest of that game. So to speak, like it, uh, it's just. Oh, just wait. Yeah, I, I know. I'm looking for the. I'm waiting for the new stuff. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm waiting for the new stuff to pick them. Like, can I see some new characters and stuff? And like, so far there has been like two, <laughs> in the, between the two cases. So, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, okay, I'm gonna keep going with that. Keep plugging away at it. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's me, Sloan. What have you been up to, and where can we find you? You can find me at Sloan Rosette. I've been watching somehow a lot of stuff this week. Uh, I finally saw Spider-Man No Way Home. I thought that was pretty good. Honestly, I was mostly enjoyed the uh, the non-MCU actors and like all like the old Spider-Man stuff more than I enjoyed like the MCU Spider-Man stuff. Uh, some of the plot was a little weird for me, but like I, I enjoyed it enough. I thought it was I thought it was a fun movie mostly. Yeah, cool. And um. Then I watched uh, Liz and the Bluebird, which is an emotionally devastating movie. Uh, 12 out of 10, highly recommended. It's, 
it is one of the sound euphonia movies you probably could use some information but i also think like you could go in there without knowing much relatively easy enough because it is such a self-contained story between two of the non-main characters so honestly that movie is great it's uh, uh kyoto animation the art is incredible the music is great it is an absolutely fantastic heart-wrenching story and highly recommended um then i watched i binged uh our Flag Means Death, when I was dog-sitting for my sister. That's an amazing show. I highly recommend that. I've heard really good things about it, yeah. It's it's really good. It is both very funny, but also very like emotional and heartfelt. And it's it's really great. I hope I hope there's the season two, because I need it like yesterday. It's honestly really good. I would recommend that. It's like the episodes aren't even that long. Like I think the longest one was like 40 minutes for like the finale. And there's only ten episodes. Like it is, it is a pretty uh, breezy watch, all things considered. I would like to watch that very much. Like the the service over here, which is it has like the partnership with HBO Max for their stuff, and has recently got Peace Walk. Pe- I was I always want to call it Peace Walker, uh, Peacemaker, and uh, other HBO Max stuff. Um, they still don't have that though. I really hope they get their finger out their ass and just put it on there as quick as possible. That's 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 a specific uh, metaphor. I don't know. It's it's don't it's, like it, but uh, just get their shit together is what I'm trying to say. Like they. No, I understand, <laughs> but that's a that's a, certainly a vivid mental image you're presenting. Okay, Ap- apologies. I will. Uh, I will, will refrain from using that in the future. Um, <laughs> um, but the point is, is that I want to watch that show a lot, and I don't know why they don't have it immediately. Like what? This is why piracy happens, people. Like. Come on. Yeah, don't make me pirate the pirate show. I'll do it. There was there was standards and them putting out that four trailer last week as well doesn't help. Like, come on. Like that's that just makes me want to watch it more because there's literally a scene in that trailer where the four's on a fucking pirate ship and doing pirate stuff. Like, come on. Like you're just taking the mick out of me at this point. It's a really good show. It's I God, like I had a, I had a lot of emotions by the end of it, but it was also the fact that like it like even the ending is like pretty humorous. So it's like oh thank God, like there is some humor because I have just been facing too many emotions from like Liz and the Bluebird and now this <laughs> that I just didn't want to lose it. Damn, understandable. And then I also watched the third Sound Euphonia movie, so I'm all done with Sound Euphonia. The third movie was all right. It kind of su- it kind of very much suffers from the fact that. It was clearly it's like it's clearly like a full season of anime like condensed into like ninety minutes or whatever, and it suffers from that quite a bit. But like it's it's good enough. Uh, some of the characters aren't that great, but like I I enjoyed it enough. It, I really like that show. So I, if if I could recommend an anime, I would recommend Sound Euphonium. Sound Euphonium. And then I started Astral Chain, and that's that's a neat game, but it is it is very complicated in depth in terms of the combat, and I'm still getting my butt kicked. So, <laughs> yeah, that game is um, it's very neat though. I like it. That game's that game's good. It's got it's some great. fun vibes so far. It's it's very like kitschy and like yeah, weird, and I like like I I got to the part where the um you meet Lappy. And each location you go to, Lappy just pops out of like thin air, and you're just like it's like the main, the player characters like backing away, just like terrified as like Lappy just gets in their face out of nowhere. It's so fun, like it's it's very funny and like I like it a lot. It's yeah, got like a lot of platinum like bombast to it, and it's it's a good time. So I'll see how it keeps going. Yeah, the game is. I feel like I want to. Re- I might 
I feel like that's a game I might want to return to and like give it a proper sort of chance. Like not expecting it to be the next like you know Metal Gear Rising or whatever. Like because it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's, I, I don't think it's as good as that. But and certainly not as good as Bayonetta. But um, it's fun and there's just a lot about that game which really annoyed me. I mean, specifically, I think it was just about the story and like the some of the character design and stuff really got under my skin. But uh, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of stuff in that game that does really well, like mainly around the combat. And uh, and yeah, if you if you're not seeing it already, I'm sure you see it soon as you as you dig into it properly. Um, so yeah. Yeah, there's there's just under two months until AI two, so I'm kind of seeing yeah. like okay, like what can I get through like in that time to like sort of like finish out my backlog again before it's like June and July come, and then I have like two major games and then like Klonoa to play. Well, that's, that's not why that Klonoa's not major, but it's shorter. Oh, hey, Klonoa was pretty major in these in these parts, right? That's <laughs> that's, that's what I believe. Um, my little my my sweet little son is back. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, what did I want to say? Like, yeah, it's it's gonna it's a busy few months, and like Digimon kind of comes in and towards the end of like this big block of stuff, like just June and July, I guess. Like where you've yeah. got AI, you've got Digimon, you've got Xenoblade, you've got um, Mario, you got Fire Emblem. Oh yeah, you got the or Mario Strikers, you got, the, you got Fire Emblem yeah. Three Hopes. There's a lot. Fire Emblem. You've got um. There's there's more than that coming out. I know there is, but like yeah, there's there's, there's that Corped DLC comes out. Like Jesus, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. Yeah, that's so right. I I just put in my pre-orders for Klonoa and AI and uh, Xenoblade, uh, and I'm waiting for the Digimon ones to go live, of course, because at that point I will definitely pre-order that. Um, and uh, and then yeah, so I'm gonna be a busy bee, and in the meantime, I just want to get through Great Ace Attorney and whatever else comes to mind. I guess but keep playing more across. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I am now, especially because I've like I finished shows. I've just watched a bunch of stuff, so I'm now kind of like, okay, like I've got like like a few games that I sort of like am close to finishing or should be short enough that I can finish them within two months. So it's like I'm, I kind of want to get on that train and get the ball rolling, so that way I can have much less games to have to work through when AI two comes out and like that consumes me entirely. Yeah, like because it's gonna mind fuck us all for a few weeks while we get through that. Yeah. So yeah. Ooh. God, that's exciting. It's exciting times. It's exciting. It, 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 2022, it, good year for video games. Bad year for Digimon rewatch experiences, but good year for video games. <laughs> yes, it nicely balances out the frontier. All the frontier we have to watch. But uh, hey, uh, hey, it won't be that bad a year because, look, we finished Tamers this year. We'll hopefully, fingers crossed, begin Savers this year, maybe? So, you know, like a shit sandwich. So we'll see. <laughs> Speaking of more Frontier, next week we have episodes 15 and 16. Will we see more Arbormon next week? Yes. Will Zoe be useful next week? No. Will uh, Will we enjoy it? Hopefully. Probably not. Question mark? <laughs> Question mark? Hopefully? In, in, in parts. Um, in parts. We will, in yeah. parts. In parts. We will, there will always be a positivity corner, no matter where you go. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you look. The, the always... Anyways, that's... Oh, what the fuck is that song? Right, wrap the podcast, please. Wrap the podcast. Where everybody knows your name, this has been the <laughs> Novacast, and thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Bye.